All right. So we're back. What's going on, guys? It's uh, Bodybuilding Bollocks episode fucking, I don't know what, but we're on and I'm using a new camera. If it dies or if there's any glitches, technical difficulties are just part of the show. So everybody will have to deal with it. What's going on? Ian, nobody's, nobody's heard from you since the show. What's up, man? Not much. You know, it took me a couple of days to get my fucking, my head straight after that show, you know, um, but you know, I'm, I'm back at it and feeling good. So can you, um, do you want to talk about it at all? Or do you want to, do you want to move past it? No, give her. I mean, ask me questions. I'll answer the questions. Yeah. All right. So the first question, everybody, like a million people asked me this and I don't know if you already covered it. Um, but a whole bunch of people were like, why did he delete his Instagram? So maybe we just cover that first. Well, I just got rid of it for four hours between prejudging and night show. Cause my phone was like blown up. And I know it's so easy for someone to be like, don't look at your Instagram, but that's fucking impossible. My hand is in my phone all the time. I'm talking to Patrick. I'm talking to Melissa. You know, my phone was just going crazy and it was 99% not positive. Yeah. You know, obviously there's like the people that are the good fans and supporters. that would be like, Oh, you know, whatever he's off, but you know, it sucks. He'll be better at the night show. But then from a lot of people, I just got shit on, which I, I understand. I mean, you know, I took the big, I showed up shit in the judging uh, and, and I deserved it. And, I, and that's fair, but just to, you know, try and get my head in a little bit better space going into the finals. I thought just to, you know, shut that down, focus on, you know, what I could control in those couple hours, you know, getting my tan, right. Trying to be a little fuller, you know, whatever we could control in that short time. Uh, I thought that's where my, my energy needed to go and not to be dwelling on, you know, people saying that Hunter smoked me and that I, you know, look like shit and missed the mark and blah, 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 which, you know, was starting to get into my head. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I think looking back, I think I've made the right decision just to kind of clear my headspace for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's, it, it, it was as simple as that, you know, me and, uh, me and Ben were watching a live stream and we couldn't believe the difference in the night show in the morning. Like when you came back at night, it was like the Ian we expected. Yeah. I mean, I, I still honestly think I was batting 75% at night. Yeah, you still weren't full blown, like full, full no, blown. Not even close. I mean, but you were, but you were much better. Like, even what I look like now, like comparatively, it's like, you know, it's it's way better already. Just you know, we've sorted things out and kind of got my body back on track. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't have any concrete answers to really what happened in the in the morning. I mean, it was you know water stuff, and obviously the tan was a fucking disaster. Um, well, the tan goes without saying, but and that that happens to a lot of people. That's happened to me at the Arnold's. I, I remember one Arnold's. I was like. I remember turning green during the fucking show. And yeah. It, it, so that can happen. But the fullness aspect, was it, did you guys drop sodium? Did you like? Not anything drastic. No, I mean, on the, on the Friday, we went down to three liters. Uh, so I was doing one liter for every two meals, which we talked about when I talked okay. to you Friday night. Yeah. Um, you know, and I woke up looking pretty fucking good on Saturday morning. I mean, like I, I don't know if I have, I wouldn't show here well anyways, but yeah. um, you know, I, I looked good on, on the Saturday morning. I mean, I didn't look crazy flat. My glutes were in a little more than they were on the Friday and Thursday. Um, you know, I was a touch flatter than I was cause I had taken a little bit of diazide on the Friday night, like I said, um, you know, but I wasn't, I wasn't flat by like the standards that you saw me on stage. I looked more probably like I did at the finals, but with still a lot, you know, my glutes were in separated and nice. Like obviously something went, you know, holding water there that, that, that looked a little funky. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, something obviously went in the last couple hours, not even, you know, from the time I woke up to, you know, 2 PM or whenever, 1 PM, whenever I went on stage, um, you know, I continued to flatten out and obviously, you know, with the water being not quite sufficient, 
Um, and I, you know, I can't imagine at that time the, the diazide from the night prior was still pulling. That wouldn't really make sense. Is that, is that all you did was just a diazide? Like, do you do half a diazide, a full diazide? I did, you... I did half of uh, the small ones, like the 3725s, not the 5025s. Okay. So I did like, like half of one of those. And yeah. that was all I did. And I did that between my fifth and sixth meal on Friday. And that was it. Yeah. Um, I wonder, I wonder how you would have looked had you just not taken anything and just slept, slept off the yeah, water. I mean, for sure. Obviously, yeah. you know, hindsight 2020, I mean, that probably would have yeah. been the better move at this point or to keep more water in on the Friday. Um, I think my overall best look, um, like, you know, that side chest that we pulled up where I look crazy before I had a tan on that Patrick yeah. posted and where yeah. my legs look crazy. Those were all Thursday night, Friday morning. And I think that's where my best look was. And me and Patrick looking back, you know, and doing a, a deep analysis on everything. That's kind of where we had the best look. And then once the water started to come out, I just couldn't keep up with it, you know? Okay. Were you still doing a, were you doing a, were you doing a lot of salt the whole way through like Thursday, Friday and Saturday? Uh, it, it, we brought it down Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but like not crazy. I mean, I was still doing a gram with every meal. So, I mean, I was doing six grams in the day. So it wasn't like that's a lot, crazy, yeah. crazy low. You know, I came down from like 12 grams to six grams. So we halved it, but I mean, six grams is by no mean like crazy low, you know? I wonder if just the difference though, like, cause your body's so sensitive. And that like, plus then the lowered water, I think I just yeah. caused the level of excretion that I was just like, even Saturday morning, like when we were talking, I was talking to Patrick about this, like I had had barely any water and I was still pissing like every hour full clear watery yeah. pisses. Like not like, you know, when it's usually show day and you're pissing out like yellow, yellow dust, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't <laughs> at that point, like it was still like, it was still full clear, like as if I drank a liter of water that morning when I'd had like 300 mils, you know? Yeah. The fluid was just still like pumping out of me at that point. So uh, I think, you know, a couple hours like that when I was sitting, waiting, getting my tan, standing up, um, you know, stuff like that. And it was just, I kept peeing, kept pulling water. And I think it just, by the time I got to stage, I was just like withered away, you know? What, uh, what's, what's, what's the plan now? Are you doing New York or are you doing Chicago? Like, what are you, what are you guys focused on? No, I'm not decided yet. Uh, you okay. know, we're just back on track, but not, no, no concrete plans. I mean, you know, even just to, just to feel better, like, you know, get my physique at a point where I, you know, I'm happy with how I look and stuff like that. And then we'll kind of decide. Um, but, but no, nothing, nothing, nothing set in stone yet. But you are but I'm already in shape. I'm already in shape. Right. Like, so I, I could do anything. I mean, if I want, I have another four days left of my quarantine here, uh, which I've still been training at home doing all my cardio and everything, but you know, I, I could do anything. If I want to do New York, I can, if I want to do California, Chicago, I mean, there I'm in show shape. Like I'm, you know, I could be ready in two weeks or four weeks or 10 weeks. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah. um, so, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm done yet. Maybe I am. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, you know, we'll kind of see how I feel in the next couple of weeks, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm in striking distance no matter what. So, so why, uh, sorry, Ben, I don't mean to exclude you. From the <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting. It's, uh... I, I figured you were eating, so I'd just let you hang, kind of hang out and eat, but, um, why? Okay. Um, I just want to, I don't want to dig too much cause I don't want to annoy you, but no. if, I mean, if you're ready, why not just knock them all out? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a very viable option for sure. I mean, you know, if, if I was to even do New York and just be fifth, I'm qualified on points a hundred percent, like literally fifth place. I don't even have to come fourth or third or second, fifth place. I'm qualified for the Olympia almost guaranteed. Yeah. That puts me at 13 points, which is first place in points. And then the only guys behind me are Lucas Oslo and Randy who can't really even do shows anyways, especially Lucas. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that would basically a hundred percent solidify me. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, it's, there's, there's options there and, you know, it's, it's more just my mental space. You know? I was just about to ask you, did the show, did the show disappointment or the show, 
the, the fans and afterward? Over, over, did, did, something, did something, did something, was there like something that is like yeah, still I mean, bothering I'll, you? I'll try and give you like my, my best analysis of where, and I think this was also a big thing that impacted my look as well. Once the show started to get very close, I had a lot of doubt creeping in my mind. And it wasn't that I didn't think I looked good. It wasn't that I thought Hunter looked better or anything like that. I just, the amount of pressure that had amounted from the hype of like this showdown that had built up in my mind, I felt like I needed to show up looking like fucking Jay Cutler, you know? I felt like if I didn't show up looking like Jay Cutler, it would be a disappointment to everyone. Mm. Um, You know, and I can say this like, oh, who cares what everybody thinks, but I care what people think. No, of course you do. Obviously, I want people to be impressed with the work I put in. I wanted to show. Yep. Um, You know, and I think my mental state Thursday, Friday into Saturday was poor is a, a, a good word <laughs> to use yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a really hard time. I was on the phone with Melissa and like, I was having fucking, you know, like, like legit panic attacks, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't even to do with the competition. It was just like sheer panic of, of the, the whole colossus of the, of the pressure of it, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, do you think I was a contributing factor? Like, do no, you think, do you no. think doing too many interviews, not me personally? No, I, like, I don't think it was the interviews. I think, I honestly think, I don't really know how to answer that. I, it wasn't any one thing in particular. I think it was just the, you know, I think I kind of did myself the opposite of what I was wanting by not showing a lot because Hunter had showed so much and I showed so little that it was like people were almost expecting something so crazy to show up. Because like it's like he's hiding it. It must be insane. So yeah. then I'm starting, like in my head, I'm like, fuck it. Like I, I I look good, but like what if I don't look as good as people think? And you know, it's I'm gonna be. I I felt like I had almost set myself up for disappointment, even if I looked awesome. Well, if, if, if I can make a small analysis or a small critique, mm-hmm, I think I think hiding, like you said, is a huge deal. Because then you're right. People are expecting this Dorian Yates figure to appear. Course, yeah. And then I think the level of confidence that you showed in the interviews that in combination with hiding was like, Ian's got to have something deadly to show up with because. And and I felt until Thursday, Friday morning that I had that, Yeah, you know, and then, and then like I started to be, I get a little more doubt, a little more doubt. And I started to fucking, you know, panic a little bit. and, And then it was just like, you know, I could, I could feel the cortisol just surging, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. And then, and then post show, obviously then, I mean, I'm sure you read that post that I made after the show. Yep. Um, you know, it was, it was literally a feeling of, I hate to use this word, but I like, I felt shame. Like I felt embarrassment and I felt shame and I felt like, you know, so many people had such high expectations for me and, and me for myself. And I like completely, you know, subseded them, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it was a really tough place. And it was also like, I looked worse there than I thought I had in a long time. And it was like, I felt, I felt that like impending doom of regression, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, where I was like, fuck, like I, you know, I felt like I had the most successful off season in my entire career. Like I looked the biggest, the best, the leanest, my prep went smoother than ever. And then I showed up on stage and it was like, I could see none of it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck have I been doing for the last 15 fucking years? You know? Yeah. I just felt like I was like spinning my wheels. And and I know that's not the reality because even just, I ate a fucking burger and fries between prejudging night show and I look completely different. So like I, and I know even now seeing how I look yesterday or today or whatever, or even, you know, three or Tampa, I know it's there. You know, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that I am the bodybuilder. I think I am. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I just, I just need to find that combination to get to the show on stage. And I think a lot of it, I did myself a disservice by my mindset was as such going into it. And I posed like that, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I posed like I didn't want to be there and that I was not confident in my physique. And, and I think that really showed in, you know, I alluded that when I posed on stage, um, you know, and then, and then, yeah, I mean, post show, it was just a really, really tough place to get my head out of for sure. I think it's important that you're talking about this like this with this much honesty, because I dealt with a lot of everything you're talking about at almost every single show. Anytime, anytime people had uh, high hopes for me to do well, like I remember a couple of Arnold's where people are like, Oh, he's going to be in the top six. Some yeah. guys had, some guys had me in the top three at a couple of the Arnold's and I'm like, it, it got to me so badly that the Arnold's were usually my worst shows because yeah. of that pressure, but I could never, I never had an outlet to talk about it. And I think the fact that you're saying it is huge because I guarantee there are fucking hundreds of other bodybuilders that deal with that same mounting pressure, like as the show gets closer. And I think you can see it. I mean, it's such a direct correlation. I mean, you look at in the last few years, my two worst showings were, I came second in both of them. Surprisingly, they're two of my best placings, but Toronto pro last year against John, where Mm -hmm. no offense to John, if I look like I did in Tampa later or Vancouver, I would have beat John. John who? Uh, Who won that show? John De La Rosa. De La Rosa, that's right. And I was second behind him. And that was a, probably next to this show, one of my worst pro showings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was, I was flat as a pancake there as well. And, and, and my posing wasn't great. Uh, and that was the same kind of thing. It was like this in Hunter. It was from weeks out. It was the Ian John show. And it was all that was talked about is Ian John. There was no other names even being discussed whatsoever. You know, and I, I felt 100% confident into the last like week. And then I started to just get in my head and it was just, I mean, you can ask Matt. I was working with Matt then. Like, I fucking ate myself alive mentally the last yeah. few days. Yeah. Um, you know, and then if you go back to 2018, where that was like my first good season, like where I came from, I took all 2017 off. 2016, I was, you know, mediocre at best. Like, it was like I'd make a first call out, you know, here and there, um, you know, but I was usually like a fifth to sixth place guy. Yeah. And then when I came back in 2018, that's when like, since 2018 now, I haven't been out of a top four in any show, period, other than the Olympia. Um, you know, but when I came back in 2018, I didn't have that, like, it was all new ground to me. I was, like, doing good, and I was exceeding my expectations. So every show I did, I did uh, Indianapolis. I came fourth. I was like, this is awesome. And I could see I'd grown so much, you know, and then I did, um, what did I do after that? Vancouver. Um, which was the crazy lineup with like Alexis Rivera and Lucas Ozzedo and those guys and everyone was peeled, um, you know, and I looked really good there. And I was like, fuck, you know, this is, I'm so close to, and then I did Spain right after that and I won. Yeah. You know, so the, the pressure, like I never had like any serious points at that where I was like the talk for being a winner. And if I was, it was like, you know, he's looking really good. Maybe soon he could be a, a contender. Um, you know, and everyone was just talking about how much better I, how much I had improved since 2016. Um, and you know, the talk about me was all positive, but the expectation wasn't there. So I was always exceeding the expectations that were presented to me where now I feel like I've set the bar that I'm an Olympia contender, you know, like, well, you, well, you haven't set the bar. The the bodybuilding industry has set the bar. I think, like you said, people have expectations from you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, and then after that year, it's like, you know, people expect me to qualify to the Olympia, to win shows, to, you know, these kind of things. And then, you know, when it came back into 2019, I was like, okay, well, I have to be better than 2018. So then, and then it came to this me and John thing and the pressure got crazy. And then, but as the season went on, the pressure like relieved off me a bit more. Yeah. 
And then I had my Tampa showings, my Vancouver showings. You know, when I show up at a show like Vancouver and Hottie Chopin's in the lineup, I'm like, well, I'm not going to win. So who fucking cares? This is awesome. You know, I felt zero pressure going into Vancouver. Like with Nathan there, I was like, man, maybe I'll have a good showing. Maybe I could edge out Nathan, um, you know, and and Hottie's going to win no matter what. So I was like, this could be great for me. If I beat someone like Nathan, maybe the chances are low, but maybe I could. Then it's, this is all up for me. You know, this is only positive for me here. Where then now it's like, only down i have to win if i don't win i lose and if i yeah. lose it's then everyone's expectations you know it, it's fucking eerie it it's eerie how fucking similar our mindsets are yeah like it's crazy yeah. and I, I urge you man to like try and figure that out because my like i said over the 20 years the only shows i regret are the arnold's because those are the ones where the pressure got to me so much that i wasn't able to do well and those are the only shows i wanted to do well at yeah so everything ian's just said yeah. mirrors exactly mirrors exactly 2019 for luke right yeah i i the even what you were saying about your where your mindset was and it being poor i mean between tampa and Olymp the olympia for luke it was like i i was his counselor right and it was hell he pulled out the show every single day I'm not doing it. Fuck it. I'm not doing this. This is bullshit. The pressure that he felt mounted up and and the expectation, he banned me from using the word potential. Mm -hmm. He was like, fuck you. Like, don't say that to me. Don't, I don't want to hear the word potential anymore. Fuck off. It's bullshit. Leave me alone. Like it was the worst him and I had had a, like not the worst, but it was just, it was just a constant battle just to keep his head in the game. Right. And, and it, it, I'm, I'm sure if you talk to Melissa, she would feel the exact same as like what you're saying here. I mean, there's been yeah. so many times I, her have, you know, had it out like this because I'm, you know, I'm losing my marbles and she, she tries to talk me down, but then obviously you don't want to hear it. Like it's no, no. matter what she says to me, I it's think not, she's either lying to me to make me happy yep. or when she's honest with me, then I'm just mad about the honesty. So it's like, there's no winning for her. You <laughs> That's know? Right. You're hundred yeah. percent right. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but I think the expectation like with the Instagram thing, what you did, I think was completely correct because the expectation for you to be accessible and um, give us an answer like from, from the fans point of view, give us an answer. Why, why, why didn't you look like the way you, we were expecting you to? Why didn't you look? It's, it's different. Like if you're an NFL player or an NBA player, you're not interacting with the fans on a personal one-on-one level. You go out and have your, like the first half, you don't go back into the locker room half time and start responding to people. And it, it, it's just, a weird concept that our sport seems to have this different accessibility to the athletes. And I don't think the fans appreciate the pressure that you guys, I'm like, not, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking like on behalf of Luke here, but the pressure that you guys have trust, like nobody wants more from you than yourself. Right. Mm. And and the the pressure that you're putting on yourself is enormous anyway. Plus you add that to the fans, the expectation, the build up. It's insane that what what you're having to go through when you couple that with most competing athletes go into their competition, fit, healthy, well-fed in a good, in a good physical place. Right. Whereas we're getting on stage depleted, busted up, beat up. Everything's the worst, right? Mentally, mentally, mentally fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just think it's a bad combination. I just, I'm not sure people realize. And even at the amateur level, people don't really realize it. Until I saw it, like I said, I was behind the scenes and seeing the pressure. And then you're talking about Olympia qualifications and money. And it's 
everything's way more. It's well, insane, it's, the pressure. I think it's a great example with Luke because if you think about it, his best placing ever was the placing where nobody expected shit from him. Exactly. Because he had done the, the, 17 Olymp- uh, the 17 Arnold with me and he was soft and he looked off and then nobody expected anything. And then he comes in and does the Arnold and he came in kind of under the radar. And I think that allows you to be free. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. fuck with, doesn't fuck with your head. It doesn't, it just, everything's kind of very like, you're just in your own space and everything's very calm. Yeah, and it, then was, what, it was the best, it was the best he'd looked. So like Ian yeah. was saying, he projected that on stage. Like he yeah. walked out and he was like, shit, I look how I wanted to fight. Like I was, or close to how he wanted to. Right. But yeah. the problem is once you reach that level there, anything off of that in your head is shit right it's not just but that's not it's not that's not just the problem is once he reached that level now all the expectations begin oh shit look at luke oh shit luke can be top six at the olympia oh shit luke could fucking win the olympia yeah luke luke can luke can beat you know cedric luke can beat these guys he can beat roly he can be you know roly came third at the olympia okay so luke can come third at the olympia it's like that pressure now is you're a top three olympia like right out the gate just from one show and then everything less than that is failure means you're garbage yeah, yeah. yeah. So, then, so then luke shows up at the olympia off pros, pro, most likely because of the pressure but it wasn't and, even that we went we went straight from that arnold to australia right yeah like it was straight away it was two weeks and everyone went oh well if luke came third well bonak and brandon aren't doing yeah, australia yeah. so yeah. luke's gonna win yeah. and it went from like well luke's gonna win because he beat really in Ohio and etc. So they did the bo- bodybuilder mathematics, like you say. If he beats that yeah. person on one day, he's going to beat him every time. Yeah. And he shit the bed in Australia. Came, I think, fourth in Australia because right, exactly because the pressure and the expectation. And I think people listening would probably say, "Well, you guys are professionals, and you should you should learn how to deal with it and blah blah." Which, I mean, I don't disagree with that. We we all do have to learn to deal with it, but it's easier said than done sometimes, you know, cause you put, it's not, it's not just the fans expectations. This is how I see it. So let's say I do an Arnold and nobody's watching me and I come in and I do well. And then all of a sudden there's expectations. The fans that put those expectations on me, I'm also putting those expectations on myself. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just because people are expecting me to do it. Like I'm sure Luke, when he did well at the Arnold's going into the Olympia, he probably has those expectations of himself now. So it's, even though, I mean, saying, yeah, you know, you should be able to deal with it, you're a pro, it's easier said than done because in your mind, you thought, well, like Luke, he probably thought, well, I'm a second tier bodybuilder, right? Then he, do, then he goes and crushes the fucking Arnold. Now, all of a sudden, he's a first tier bodybuilder. Overnight, o- overnight, you're competing with Brandon, yeah. Bonac. We're on, we're on the plane to Australia and he's saying, yeah. well, so if I win this, then what I'm going to do is shut it down. Like his mind was now convinced of, what everyone was expecting right because now he's starting to believe it too yeah. uh, and and you're right his mindset fell into that exact expectation of well i'm gonna win this one because i just beat this one and this one and this one yeah 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 it's tough i don't know it's something that comes with the sport man i, I think if young guys are coming up that are dealing with this kind of thing i don't know i don't know you got to find a solution talk to a sports coach read books do whatever you got to do to try and learn to deal with the pressure because it doesn't get any fucking easier especially for somebody like luke because i know luke was you know, before the Olympia, I know he was dealing with a new contract negotiation. So now well, he not- thought if he he thought if he didn't get top six, not only would he not get the contract he wanted, he thought they'd cut him. Yeah, yeah, but that's what and I mean. So, so, so that's what I'm trying safe. to say. That's what I'm trying to say. At this level, it's not 
people think it's just about the fans and about placings. It's not just about competition. This is also career, right? So if you're somebody like, you know, Luke in that moment, you're like, oh, fuck it not only do I got to do well to please all these thousands of people that are following me, but I also got to do well to fucking keep, to keep my check. Yeah. To keep my check coming in or, or that's insane. The amount of pressure that comes with that because bodybuilding money is not easy to come by. So, you know, losing the, the that. Thing I, the thing I noticed is, and it's a mindset that I probably had before Luke could turn pro. And I think we both had was like, once we turn pro, then that's the answer solved, right? That's yeah. That's, oh, no. that's the goal. That's when it starts. And every time you take a step up that ladder, it multiplies. It's exactly. worse. Yeah. 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 When I, I was having this discussion with Melissa, like every year, and I mean, it almost sounds like cynical, but like every year, I feel like I've enjoyed it a little less, you know? Because like when I think back to when I was doing amateur shows, like I had so much fun doing every show. And then I turned pro in my first couple of years. Like, you know, it's, it's every year, it's like the pressure gets more it doesn't go the other way. People think like, Oh no, like I'm so stressed with this amateur show. Like once I turn pro, you know, like you said, it'll be, it'll be less, but it, it gets more. It doesn't go the other way. It's yeah. funny. I just said to Brand, I had Brandon Curry on the podcast a few days ago and I just asked him, I said, is there ever a time where you just feel like going back to being not Brandon Curry, Mr. Olympia, like just go back to being just the guy at the gym that nobody knows because it's like you're saying, Ian, like you have probably had more fun when there wasn't any money, when you, when there yeah. wasn't any expectations, when it wasn't, you're just training for the fuck of it, probably with a few buddies and yeah. just, just trying to get huge. You know what I mean? Now there's so many more things attached to your, you know, how much you give to this thing that it's like, I mean, I still wouldn't trade it for anything. Like it's, you know, the best job I've ever had, but it's not as easy. I think there's a lot of things that are un behind the surface that are under the surface that people don't realize when they're watching. So anyway, um, thanks for answering those questions, dude. Cause I, I was kind of wondering, and I didn't know if you wanted to no, cover any of it. Uh, Ben, what's going on, dude. You sent, you, you put some pictures up today and you're finally mm. starting to look like a bodybuilder. Yeah. You look good. <laughs> uh, wow. <well, laughs> from the front, maybe from the front, maybe I have zero. No, back, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up. Um, I'm going to pull up some photos. So people can see. Don't do this. I'm, you do this every time. I'm always on with pros, and then you pull up my <laughs> shitty amateur pictures. I'm like, oh, thanks for throwing me under the fucking hey, bus. Hey, man, there's amateurs watching. I was going to say, 99% of these people watching are amateurs. Yeah, yeah so they're, they're like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're an amateur or not. No, I, I tell you what, I had a little mental moment on, I think, Tuesday this week where I was like, God, I'm putting in so much. Like, I'm having to really fucking can, don't can pull that one up. Yeah, I knew you were going to fuck <laughs> Fucking! Do you know how much shit I got for this? Can you stop doing this? No more towels. No, <laughs> no. sexy man. What are you saying? Come on. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I, I I cleared this with my wife first, right? And I said because normally there's I, I put a towel picture about two years ago, and it was Luke's fault. And I told you this, for Ad. Yeah. I like showed him, and I'm like, is this postable or not? Because I took it because I'm like I got out of the shower. I'm like, Fucking hell! I look, I look, I like how I look. So yeah, I took a picture. I took a picture. Then I'm like, ah, I've got to lose the towel. So I put shorts on. Well, by the time I put shorts on, I couldn't match the shot. You didn't look as so good, I took, yeah. I took like two with the towel on. And I took like 10 with shorts on. I'm like, oh, I, like, I can't rep. So I showed my wife and I'm like, I, physique wise, like forget the towel from the belly button up, like the pole, like it, everything's popping really nicely. And then I put my shorts on and it all went to shit. And I'm like, it just loses that effect. Anyway, hey, so I've done this so many times. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, but I'll, I'm going to say one thing. If you ever do the, 
I'm so shred. I'm so shredded. I'm gonna take a photo with no underwear on. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna unfollow you. What, the glute. The, the glute butt shot. It's my least. It's my. I think it's my pet peeve about competing bodybuilders. And a lot of. It's like emoji over your butt butt crack. That's oh not that, yeah. That, no, no, that's no. that's not that horrible. I mean, there's some guys just post their naked fucking ass. They're like, look how. I'm like, I can tell how shredded you are in a pair of trunks. You don't. You don't gotta fucking be naked. But anyway um no, okay so more uh, the actual the actual progress picture. so more seriously these are your progress pictures this yeah, um, this has this has come up a lot because you had a whole yeah. chunk of fat you had a big chunk of fat here yeah my waistline is coming back which yeah. i was worried about because i it's been three years since i've been on stage right yeah and uh i was really worried that all the heavy squatting and all that stuff had blown up my midsection because at the start of the prep, I couldn't put a vacuum. I couldn't hold my waist in. I couldn't do shit. Even mm. now, if I'm relaxed, it's twice the size it used to be. But now when I'm posing, at least it's holding some shape. So I'm like, okay. But I am having to work a lot harder than I expected to have to. You don't, um, you don't, uh, you don't have a thick waist. You just need bigger lats. We need, more, yeah, meat. We yeah, need yeah. more We need more meat right here. Well, I do think I figured out how to train it for me. I have to do everything chest supported. Oh, because your surgery. Well, one because my back, but also I I just am not very good at connecting with my back. Okay. So I found recently it looks if you watch my back workouts they look fucking pathetic. So I've done with Luke four plate rows and seven plate deadlifts and we've done the nine plate T bars, and in all honesty I didn't really get much from it. Mm-hmm. Now I've switched to this wishy-washy bullshit and having the injury forced me to, to play around with some stuff. Yeah. I'm getting sore. I'm getting sore right in my lap, which I've never really felt. And I'm like, well, fuck it. If it's getting sore and I can feel it, I'm going to stick with it rather than where I was so married to, I have to row heavy. Do the hardcore stuff. Yeah. 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 Which for the most part is what I say to most people. Yeah. But there's a point where you do it for enough years and nothing's happening. You, like Meadows bought his backup, right? But he bought it back up by changing away from the conventional stuff. He had to figure it out because it wasn't really, it wasn't working. So. You know, it's funny you said that. One of the things I did this week that actually felt really good that I never liked before, I, I don't ever connect really well with a dumbbell row. I do <laughs> really well with T-bar rows. I do really well with barbell rows. I can't, even though I can dumbbell row pretty heavy, I still don't get that like, deep lat connection with it. I, so that, I, did them, I did them this week where I did them like bent over to a complete 90 degrees. Yeah. So like my hand was on something that was like the height of my knee. Yeah, so yeah. my back was par- completely parallel. And yeah. I felt that more in my lat than I've ever felt a dumbbell row. That's when definitely I stand more upright. I don't feel like quite the same. I'm like really having to think to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, even doing them bent over to 90, doing it with like a 125 for like eight to 10 was really fucking hard where I can slug like two hundreds. Yeah. You know, for good quality reps doing it, yeah. you know, standing more upright, like a traditional dumbbell row. I do them with my feet together. Do you with your feet together? together yeah. 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 Cause that takes your legs out of it. Right. Yeah. So. I saw that from Jansen. Yeah. But this week um, I actually took the, the leg part. I don't know if you can do this on, on your benches, but there's, you know, the, the decline bench, how it has the legs where you yeah. hook in your legs. I took that part off of it and I set the decline up a little bit and I, um, and then I, uh, I did just do two dumbbells. I did dumbbell rows with two dumbbells instead of one. Just like laying, laying on your stomach. Laying on my stomach on the yeah, decline. Yeah, I do those all the time. Yeah, I've never, I never really, I did them a couple times. I never really liked them. But for some reason, doing them on the decline bench, yeah. I don't know if it was the angle or what I had. I think also because I took the leg part off. I was kind of hanging over the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it was a crazy contraction. I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, this is the first time I've ever felt like a dumbbell row. So I think that's going to, but like, I'm just, anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, uh, Ben, yeah, sometimes you got to do some weird shit to get a connection with your back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Um, I kind of, you know, when it's like, I was a little disinterested in competing and now I'm back into it and I'm like, Ooh, this is like, and now my body started to look how I wanted it to again. Yeah. You probably, you guys probably never had this cause you're pros and you know, no, but you, I, it, it I, started to come back to me and I'm like, Oh shit, if I can do this in my next off season, I think I can bring my back up. And if I can do that, I'll be much more, I'll have a much more complete physique from, for me, you know, if I can, my back's always been shitty. It's always been much, I've been much better from the front or my front shots are finally my side chest looks more complete than it ever has. My arms have come up a lot. Um, so there's some gaps that have come up and I'm like, if I can just bring that back up and bring those lats out, like you say, it's, yeah. uh, I'm getting, I'm getting, a, I'm getting close to what I mentally want, want it to be like. Yeah. You know? No, I know the, I know the excitement you're feeling. Cause I was like, I've been off for a long time. Right. And you, yeah. I don't think, I don't think I sent anybody my starting pictures because they were so embarrassing. Like, I think I kept deleting my progress photos for the longest time because I'm like, I can't, I can't even look at this myself. That's how bad yeah. it was. Yeah. So, um, but I think now it's getting to a point where I kind of look like a bodybuilder again. So I'm like, I know the excitement you're talking about. You start to see some progress coming in and you're like, okay, things are starting to look like they're supposed to look. So, yeah. Um, any other news? Anything else going on? What do you guys think about Phil coming back? Everybody's excited. Awesome. You guys yeah. think you guys think he's a shoe in super dangerous. Super dangerous. You gave him a year. You gave him a year completely off. Yeah, but did, yeah, but did he use it to get better? I don't think he needed it. I think he just needed to mentally yeah, I, just I, I think whether he used it to get better or not, I think just the rest, you know, for Phil to be nice and fresh and rested and in a good headspace. Uh and I think all this positivity surrounding it, I mean, going back to the conversation we were just having. I mean, Phil was the fucking bad guy forever. I mean, no matter how many Olympias Phil won, people fucking hated Phil. Yeah. And the more he won, it was like people wanted someone new in there. They finally got it. And now like the Olympia, you know, with this whole year, now Phil's the fucking savior, you know? Yeah. Like everyone wants to see Phil so bad. and Everyone thinks Phil's going to win. Like, you know, now for Phil, this is like a clean slate. And he's coming in as like the good guy. This is a whole new ball game for Phil, you know? You think he'll fuck yeah. it up? You think he'll fuck it up and be the bad no. guy again? No. Oh, that sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Off stage. From off stage entirely. Yeah. From well, a look perspective, no, I think he'll he will not fuck it up. Not even. No, no, no. Up. Not not physique wise. So right, right, right. On, <laughs> on stage he's gonna nail it. Off Wait stage he's gonna fucking tank. Wait a minute. What I find interesting right now is everything you said is true. He's like the darling of bodybuilding. All of a sudden, yeah. he's gonna save the sport. Right. How how long will it take before he fucks up his his street cred and ends up being an asshole again? <laughs> it depends. I mean, it depends what the mentality of like the fitness community is after he wins. You know, if there's any doubt or if there's like, you know, he wins and people are like, ah, yeah, but like his stomach was still bad or uh, like if there's any kind of like negativity surrounding it, Phil will bite into it. If, the, if it's like a clean, it's like Phil looked awesome. He fucking deserved this win. It was great. I think he'll be a good humble champion. But I think if people start to pick on him, I think Phil can't, he's like me. And sometimes he just can't resist himself. And I think he'll get into that and you'll have fucking Sheree there fucking fighting with people too. And like she's known to do. So, do I mean, you, it depends what the circumstance is surrounding the win. Do you, so you think he'll get to the show in a positive light? You don't think he'll yes. fuck it up before the show? 
No. How, wait, how many how many interviews has he done so far? <laughs> one. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I wait, can... wait. He did one, and he fucking he called out Nick Strength and Power and Louis Marco already. So like... all right, I give him I give him one more, <laughs> one more, and then it start. He's he's trending starts to go down. So I asked he him to stay asked, off. He should just stay quiet. And I asked him to do an interview. Uh, I asked him to come on the podcast uh, after he announced he was coming back. I was like, hey, you want to come on and talk about it? And he said, no, my, my management team is setting up all my interviews. So I'm like, I wonder if his management team is just like, don't talk. Just, yeah. just, don't, don't, just don't say anything until well, the show. The only interview he did was with fucking Dan, Dan right? Solomon, yeah. Yeah, which is probably like he had to, you know. I mean, that could be bullshit. I mean, he might just not, he might, they might just think my podcast is too small for them to bother yeah. with, right? So I don't know. But, but I'm like, the point is, maybe they're hiding him so that he doesn't, because if he does too many interviews, he might end up being the bad guy before the show. Yeah. So I think the best thing he can do is stay off, stay I, out of it. <laughs> um, so you guys, you guys think he's for sure going to be Brandon? You guys think it's a shoot? Because actually, Brandon said something in the podcast, and he said, uh, you know, he's not sure of Phil's motivations. And I thought that was really interesting because I'm like, if he's coming back for any other reason other than bodybuilding, like other than his passion for bodybuilding, Brandon could be right. Because if you're coming back for money, if you're coming back for, you know, because you're bored or whatever, it, you might not look as great as you think. You know what I mean? I don't know. Even I think, though, even like a slightly unmotivated Phil is still really fucking good, man. Like just from a genetic standpoint and like those years that are, of training and muscularity that are kind of there now, um, you know, I don't think it's going to take much. And I think, look, I think Brandon can give him a good run. If Brandon's on and Phil's not – a hundred percent. I think it can be a good run and a lot of shots. But I mean, when you come down to like glute hamstring detail, you know, leg detail, I, I mean, Phil's just in a fuck like, man, look at a picture of Phil's back double, man. Like there's more fucking piano chords down those hamstrings than anything. I mean, where Brandon's are, you know, subpar at for an Olympia champion for sure. You know, yeah. do I think Brandon in a lot of shots has fucking some, you know, his side chest, you know, side tries some awesome shots. His front shots are crazy. His waist is good. Um, you know, for sure. But do I think when it comes down to, you know, just pure detail, I think Phil's so fucking hard to beat, man. Ben, do you think, do you think Phil beats Brandon in any shots other than the back shots? Yeah, I think he beats him what, in every what, I, I, every, Did you say every shot? <laughs> look, for assuming, me, assuming, let's not, assuming I mean, this conversation is assuming they're both 100%. Right, I, you can only do that, right? You can only judge this if you're yeah, assuming yeah. everyone's going to be 100%, yeah. or you compare their, the last show in for both of them, right? They're no, the no, let's, just, let's just assume they're both 100%. So, both 100%, Phil is lights out, beats, all, beats everybody that's ever stepped on a stage if he's 100%, barring maybe Ronnie at 100%. Out from, from, in my opinion, that is the only thing. That's a I don't statement. think, yeah, but I think he's that good. I think 2011 Phil is almost flawless like in I terms of put to how he's put together from head to toe front to back side to side like it's just okay 2011, just nice. Phil, 2011. i expect phil to look like 16 17 that's yeah, what i'm that's what i'm thinking yeah, i think his stomach will be a little better than 18 i don't think he'll be quite as good as he was like 10 11 12 13 yeah um you know but i think he'll be in good shape and i i think look when you're asking the poses Side chest, I think Phil still takes him because of the legs from the side and the, the glute detail. I think both the back shots, he beats him. I think most muscular is 
close. I think Brandon, you got to give the front double and front lat and the absent eyes. After that, it's like, yeah, you know. Mm. I, 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 you're, you're right. I'd probably give him Brandon the, the, the front lat foot. I think yeah. that's the one I'm probably being too kind to you Phil think... on. But there's way more shots for Phil. Wait, but Ben, you've started a new debate in my head. You think eleven no. Phil? <laughs> you think eleven Phil is better than O one Cutler? For me, it goes in terms of their best ever. If you took them all at their best, is Ronnie, Phil, Jay, uh, Ronnie, Phil, Dorian, Jay. Ronnie, I, I think that Ronnie, the, the, Phil, Dorian, Jay. The detail in the back is just so hard, man. Like his his detail is just so ridiculous in those back shots. It's like no, you know, Jay is crazy good from the front and like he's got the crazy deep abs and the fucking ridiculous quads and he's six miles shoulder to shoulder but his glutes are always like 85 percent. his hamstrings aren't crazy crazy his back is like you know kind of like james's where it's you know like halfway up his back where his lats start and it's a lot of gap at the bottom you know i i think it's like when you put that next to a phil that's just so dialed in i mean phil just looks fucking bonkers man so that's what i'm saying there's with all of them, you can pick out one or two. Ah, this is, he's a little. He could do with a bit more there. He could do. Yeah, it's, cl- look, it's at, look at this. Look at this shit. This is two thousand one okay. Cutler. Now pull up 2000, 2011 uh, Phil. Yeah, two thousand eleven Phil is just oh, was that's if you could describe a bodybuilder, you know that's to me. I don't think there's much more you can change on him. Is that like, two thousand eleven? Like here, oh, down. Can... Yo, uh, oh, is that sixteen down one? Left one. Where? Here? What, yeah, that. What's that? 16? 16 versus 11. I don't know which one's 11. This is, I don't know. I can't, I don't know what, which, which, what year's what, right? But like, look at that front relaxed, man. This is his back. This is his back double. That's just craziness. I don't know, man. Jay's. I don't know. He's just still fucking. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Front got a hard, yeah, but you've got a hard at, on for Jay. No, I, don't, I don't have a hard on for Jay. Look at this. Look at, the like mus- look at the muscularity on this yeah. fucking guy. It's insane. And he's so polished, man. Like, look at his tan. I mean, he's fucking darker than Ronnie. I mean, it's like, you know what? So perfect. You know? you know what, Ben? This is the thing I'll say about, about what you're saying. I think overall, if you took all of their years, Phil, I think, had a better reign as Mr. Olympia was more consistent. Because well, that's an obvious statement, right? Because he's, no, no. Well, yeah, he's got but, more titles. No, 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 no. But I mean, if, if he only, even if he only took four, four years and four years, I think Jay's Olympia was that's very, important. very up and down, right? Because 2001, he wasn't Mr. Olympia anyway, but 2009, he was amazing. 2008, yeah. some, some people think he shouldn't have won. <clears throat> and 2006 and seven. He didn't win. He didn't win eight. He didn't win eight. Oh, he didn't win eight. Sorry. One. But seven, he, seven people thought he shouldn't have won. And then 2005 and six, it's like, uh, like Ian said, he wasn't always super, super hard, right? Yeah. But I think if you took both of them in their best ever, and to me, to me, 2001 Jay is the best ever. I like, I, and that, it comes down to personal preference. I like this yeah. better than better than Phil's. Like this back doubles, you know, I mean, it's not as crisp in the hamstrings, obviously, yeah. but it's... But I mean, yeah, like, I mean, you look at that, if you go back to his abs and thighs, like, I mean, his fucking abs, man, there with Ronnie and them. Like, Which one? That's just- where for jay jay yeah where this one oh yeah yeah Yeah, that's crazy abs man that's just ridiculous yeah and then you have 2009 jay i think jay would look better personally in 2001 just because he was so streamlined like this is a 
beautiful shape to me. Yeah. Mm. And the thing you said about uh, Phil also, Ian, uh, I agree with is that, and I know this from experience, I think once your stomach starts to go out a bit, it's never going to go back to no, what no. it was. At the, unless you do what like Nicholas Voyou did, which was take a fucking year off. Which Phil stop. didn't do though. But I mean, he like stopped eating like a bodybuilder yeah, yeah. and everything to like actually shrink yeah. and then shrink his waist. And then he put the muscle back on. Yeah. Unless you do that, it's it's highly unlikely that anybody's waist is going to go back to what it was at the start of their career. No, I agree. <laughs> so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I have, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I got a lot of faith in Brandon. I think he's, I think he's going to make more improvements than he did last year. And it's going to be a lot closer than people think. And I think, Flexible. I think Hattie might push Brandon. Uh, I don't know if he's big enough. I actually, I can even compete. I don't know. Really what's sure the deal can. with these foreign guys getting in here? Well, that's the other thing I, 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 um, I told Brandon there's probably going to be an asterisk on this year, too, because you have like Rami, who, if he was going to compete, wouldn't be allowed to travel. Hottie can't yeah. travel. Bonac can't travel. So, what the fuck? You know, what are you left with? You know, it's yeah. the Phil and Brandon it's, show. It's, it's Mr. America now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Lincoln, right? yeah, I mean, there's an asterisk, but I mean, with those guys in line, does anyone really think that Rami or Bonek are going to win? Like, I mean, it's you're taking away guys that are top five guys, but you're not taking away winners in my mind. Well, you know, you, the top three. Having guys like Flex like Lewis, having guys like... Um, I don't you know, know if that's true, though, man. I don't Brandon. Know if that's true. You don't think so. <laughs> well, I just saying, look, Bonac wasn't that far off of beating Brandon last year. I mean, Brandon won. I, I, but I, but I, I can't see Bonac in any show ever beating Phil Heath. Yeah. I agree with Ian. What about Rami, though? Because I know, wait a minute, before you guys say anything. I know Man, Rami. I, I, I know I, Rami. I Rami fucking bandwagon. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. I know Rami hasn't lived up to his potential condition-wise, but you guys got to admit, if he did, if he, if, 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 yeah. oh, Ian, imagine how Rami feels oh going God. into yeah, every expect, fucking yeah, show. <laughs> yeah, expectations, yeah. Imagine going back to our first conversation, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rami's probably fucking – he's like, what do I got to do? I've been second at the Olympia. I've been fucking – And still, and he's got the whole, like, Middle still East. People love Rami more than anyone. What's that? People still love Rami more than anyone. So yeah, but like, they, shit, they also shit on him more than anyone. Yeah, that's true. Like, every time, Rami, every time Rami's name comes up, he's like, oh, I can't get in shape. Yeah. Imagine, imagine – Imagine like he's thinking, I'm like I'm like everyone wants me to win here. He's got the whole Middle East that if he wins and Bader's like throwing money at him and do this, do that, you know, we can make you the the first like Egyptian champion. That that's got a head fuck you. That's yeah. Pressure, yeah, 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 big time. All right, let's answer some of these questions. Uh, and he's more sexist than you are. Who's more sexist than I am? I'm Rami. not sexist. <laughs> Why am I sexist? Wait, wait, wait. Yes, you are sexist, and he is more sexist than you. If you don't know, see that uh, Generation Iron, where they asked him, they had Iris Carl do like one interview, and then it switched back to him and said, uh, they interview. They asked him, "What do you think about female bodybuilding?" And he went, "Female bodybuilder." <laughs> yeah. And then so? it cut away from him. I'm like, that, does, that doesn't mean he's sexist. What is that? You're just assuming. You're being you're being I'm, racist because you think because <laughs> you think because he's Arab that means he's sexist. That's why you yes. think that about. That's why you think that. About <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, because in my experience, you're sexist. You're an Arab. Why? Why? Well, you're I've a horrible. Got the, you're a horrible I've got the what? <laughs> I've got the WhatsApp messages to prove you're a sexist arsehole. Why? Because I said. Because <laughs> I said I don't watch. Because I don't watch women's UFC. Is that why? Yeah, you're like I'm not watching that shit. I didn't. No, that's not true. I like some women. Fuck some female fighters. Well, the pretty ones, yeah. 
No, not the pretty ones. The ones that the ones that can actually fight. Those are the ones that can actually fight. I like to watch. You can't admit you can't see you can't say that all female fighters are great fighters. Some of them look like shit. Yeah, but some of the guys are shit. No, no, but I mean some of the female fighters fight like they're not pros. Yeah. And some of them are killers. I don't want to watch the ones that look like amateurs. That's all I said. It's not sexist. I can get on board with that, yeah. See? I'm not sexist. I'm just objective. So, so Canadians yeah, I'm, I'm are sexist. sexist so. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians are sexist, yeah. Yeah, that's the new rule. Uh, okay. How do you guys have time? How do you guys time your sex life if you had to eat every two to three hours? I mean, sex only takes fucking... I was going to say, why don't you fucking two hours have sex? What the fuck? Eat, eat a meal, go bang, and fucking you still got an hour yeah, and a half left. Your, yeah. your foreplay is taking way too long, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was a quick answer. Um, is it healthy and or a good mindset to do always strive to leave the gym so hard that the muscles worked are completely destroyed? Sorry, I'm trying to read these things. They're not always written perfectly. I think he's saying like... When you leave the gym, is it always good to leave and be completely annihilated? Like you're, you know, wobbly legs when you're leaving the gym kind of thing? Or is it better to leave with some gas in the tank? I mean, yeah, I mean, you obviously, it, that's a tough question. Because I mean, I think you want to get the most out of the muscle and you want the muscle to be exhausted. But I think if you're like to the point where you're fucking like can't stand every single workout, if it's a fucking arm day, I mean, I think that's a bit ridiculous, you know? Mm. Yeah. I always try to make sure I, it's hard to give give advice on this one because if you tell people to leave a little gas in the tank or or don't they under yeah they're gonna under train and they're not gonna i think personally man i i judge it by soreness if i'm sore for like six fucking days which i was for a long time in my career after training legs i think it's too much yeah i mean i made better results like training legs when i was sore for like three days i i think i think the answer is more like the intensity given in each set like as long as that is a hundred percent. I think how you feel at the end is, is secondary to that, you know? Cause I mean, like I, I can give it a hundred and you know, 50%, but it's like, if you're doing 150% and you're doing like someone, you know, that trains like a push pull legs, like, you know, where they're only taking eight or 10 sets, or if you're going to do a hundred percent on 25 sets, obviously there's going to be a difference. It's not necessarily one's more productive than the other. So I think as long as the intensity is given within the working sets, that's really what the primary goal is. I agree. I agree yeah. with everything you said. The only problem is I'm trying to give, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's a hard one to answer. It's a hard to relay intensity to the yeah. average person because they don't, it comes from experience. Under. Well, because right? they, they can As, only, like, it's hard to, it's easy to explain when you're with somebody because you can push somebody yeah. through a workout. Right? They only know what they know. Yeah. So I'm trying to give yeah. them a measure, a measuring stick to go by. And that's but, why I said, but like, but like you say earlier in your career, you would go and trash the muscle. Whereas now you're more in tune with what the right feeling is, where you're, where that point is, and, and the point at which, you're, you're you're pushing so hard, but you can still recover from it mm. versus going so far beyond what you're struggling to recover. And I, like I said, I think a safer answer is to let people go hard in the gym, but make sure they're having more rest days than they think, because I think that's one of the things they're not doing is they're under recovering. So rather yeah. than say, rather than have them under train mm. when they're in the gym, have them over recover. But that's why I said, but that's why I said like my measuring stick is my soreness. If I'm not getting sore at all ever, I feel like I'm not training hard enough. And, and that's for I, every muscle. Like when you train shoulders, you get sore shoulders. Um, not yeah, every, not 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 not, not, every, not every week, not every week. But sore, but sore is maybe not the right word because 
you can feel uh, like the muscle can feel tired. Like after a shoulder day, yeah. I can wake up the next day, I'll be brushing my teeth and like my fucking shoulder will be fatigued. Sure. Okay. See what I'm saying? So it's sure. not necessarily like achy soreness, but like I, it's, it feels like it's been fucking worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, do you know what kind of wish though? You, got, you know that kind of quad doms you get? Do you know, sometimes you wish you could emulate that in the shoulder. So you yeah. knew that you really knew, okay, I got in on that because yeah. I've never felt anything with my delt like a. I've like had a it doms. sometimes, but it's like few and far between. I don't get that soreness in my, my shoulders that often. Legs, legs and, ba- and chest are the ones I will always feel the most doms from. Back, I get crazy. My back is fucking super sore. When I have a good back day, my back yeah. gets real fucked up. Um, what are the best pre-contest compounds or cutting stuff? So, Ian, I don't know if you've been this- watching the podcast at all, but we, but I describe uh, contest drugs as cutting stuff. Cutting. <laughs> you got cutter, cutters and balkers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. See, cutters and balkers, bro. So we did. <laughs> so we, we were doing a. We were, somebody, somebody asked a question. Hey, someone's ringing. Somebody asked. You want? Are we good? <laughs> hey, he's muted. He's it's muted okay. It. Oh, he muted it. Um, somebody asked the question um, about what was the question again? How this all, all fucking started? I I better wait till, <sighs> wait till he comes back. Anyway, I, I don't even remember start. the fucking. I don't remember the fucking question. All I know is I've Somebody said something. <laughs> Are you getting them all the time too? Yeah, I think I can block. Do you know what you can do? I think you can go on and block keywords from people posting comments. I'm going to block cutting. You can block so you can't write. You can block. You can block. Words. Like you know, you know how you'll get like, oh, collab with us now. DM us for like. You can go and you can filter out certain keywords on Instagram so that that people can't comment okay. them. Anyway, right. I forget the question, Ian, but I referred to my contest stack as my cutting stuff. Okay. <laughs> fucking Ben and Ian had a fucking field day with it because they said I'm, I'm old school or something for calling it that. I don't know what cutting, that even means. Cutting stack, yeah. I don't know. What's we were like, we, no, we were like, well, you can get lean on anything, right? It's not like, – yeah. I was trying to get across that there's no magic compound – that's all of a sudden you're going to switch to that. And then all of a sudden your body's just going to go. No, but we're going to, but we're, but we're going to keep arguing about this because I think that there are certain drugs, even though everything you said is true, Ben, there are certain drugs you just don't really do in the off season. And there are certain drugs you do more when you're cutting. Is that, that's not true. Uh, we both knew. Yeah. We, like we, we had this discussion. Before. You knew what I was we talking had, about. We knew exactly what you were talking about. I just found, I find the term just humorous. I think it's just, it's comical to me. I'm like, fucking, you sound like one of the trolls, right? Why? Like, I put, because it's a comment that I'll get. Like, forget if we'd never done the podcast before. And I put up, because I put my cycles up. I tell people, well, I'm running this, 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 and this. So it's something that I would have put up, like, at 14 weeks out and be like, oh, I'm taking a grammar test and 600 EQ. And then I'll get somebody comment and be like, oh, thanks for the information, bro. When are you starting your cutting stuff? Right, that's the type of comment I'd get, and I'd read it, and I'd go. But you oh, know, but you know off. exactly, but you know exactly what that guy's talking about. But also in my head, I'd go fuck off. <laughs> Ian, I'm not answering what, that. What do you call your contest stack? Pre-contest stack? Yeah. What do you what, don't you call it? Like, if somebody <laughs> no, says my pre-contest stack, I know. But if like, uh, I forget what the question was. I wish I could remember now. Okay. Anyway, let's answer this one. So, what are the what are the what are the best pre-contest compounds? I mean, I think the basis for like 99% of people are all going to take some kind of test trend and master on. I think that's like for your injectables, that's going to be basically universal. And can I, we all agree on that? 
uh, trend master on what did you say? Trend master on what else? And yes. a test of some sort. Yeah, and then I would I would add Anivar and Winstrol to that too. No, no, I said injectables. Sorry. Oh, just, injectables. Sorry. Yeah. Why are you laughing? Yeah. Why are you laughing, Ben? Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, throw this one in there just because um, you you and your orals, you fucking love them. That well, my first ever stack was like two hundred milligrams of Anadrol a day. I'm like, whoa. No, it was not. I've never taken two hundred milligrams. A day. Don't lie, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. No, I no, I always do Winstrol and Anivar when I'm when I'm when I'm cutting. So do I. So do yeah. I. What about Halo? Cutters. You prefer. I wait, I leave Halo till the end. Yeah, so that's the real cutting one. That's like the old premium cutting drug. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Halo is just a hardener. It's not a. It's not a cutting drug. What about Proviron? Oh, you so know, guy. Wait, wait. I want to. What? What do you? <laughs> so now we got we got bulking, cutting, and we got hardeners now. So there's okay. now a new category. <laughs> is there softeners too? Yes, Anadrol and D-ball are softeners. Darkers and softeners. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking I'm gonna get fucking roasted for this. People, people, fucking message me. All you are. Day. I am. It's, it's it's gonna come through on all my posts and be like, Fuad, cut, I, they, and they always tag you in it because they were looking for backup, and you never. It's so funny. <laughs> no, I don't you'll be like, up. some guy, some guy put on the thing about on the towel uh, picture. He put Fuad. Let's roast this guy. I saw. And that. I wish there was a tum. I wish there was a tumbleweed emoji because <laughs> he just got ghosted. Just <laughs> no response, no like, no comment. Just left alone. Yeah, I got in a huge argument with a guy about the word symmetry. So oh, I saw. Did you see that on YouTube? So this guy's arguing with me that I use the word symmetry wrong because it doesn't apply to proportion. And I'm like, it's actually the word proportion is actually in the definition. So Ian, when you're thinking of the word symmetry, according to like when you're talking about a bodybuilder and he's symmetrical. Yeah. Are you refer? What are you referring to? Are you referring to just his bicep on the left side and the right side, or are you referring to the overall balance of his physique? Overall balance of his physique. Okay. So I got a, an email that this guy was, he was trying to be respectful at first. And then he told me to basically fuck off. So I told him to fuck off back, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it devolved into a really shit, a shit show, but uh, he's like, you're using it wrong. It only applies to one muscle and the other muscle on the other side. And that's it. No. And I'm like, no, it actually, it's about proportion and balance in the words proportion and balance are in the fucking definition. Yeah. So, okay. I just want to make sure I'm not crazy. We can. Yeah. Cause symmetry to me into bodybuilding judging, I'd go symmetry of the upper versus the like it's, the bottom it's, side to side. Yeah. Front yeah, to back. It's, it's, yeah. Exactly. Like you're not symmetrical if you have Dennis James's chest and then Chris yeah. Bumstead's back, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Why, why are you shitting on your brother-in-law, bro? That <laughs> <laughs> <This guy> fucking sucks. <laughs> okay, I could say his arms. His arms are even worse. Let's use his arms yeah. then. <laughs> he so still won the fucking Olympia. So look at this. This, this. this is the definition right here. See this? Correct, correct or pleasing proportion of the parts of a thing. Right? <laughs> Makes sense? Yeah, of a thing. All right, so Joe, Joe Delangelo or whatever your fucking name is, kick rocks, motherfucker. You're wrong. <laughs> All right, now we can move on. I just have to settle that score. Uh, okay, you get one weapon to go into battle with. It can't be a gun. What are you going with? Samurai sword. I said it. I thought a sword too when I read the question, but I don't know. You know what? I like that medieval thing with the ball and the spikes, and it has a, a chain, and, and it's on a stick. Oh, the chain? No, I, I like the mace. I like the mace one, which is just like a bat with a ball on. Like it yeah. has got yeah. a swingy bit on it. Yeah, no, yeah. no, without without the chain, because the chain, I'm definitely hitting myself in the fucking head with it. Right, hundred yeah. percent. I'm gonna crack myself in the head. It's like Dude, a nunchuck. Have you ever used a nunchuck? No. 
I can't. You do try. more damage. You, you do more <laughs> damage to yourself than the other person, right? One hundred percent. So you go with you're going with the swordian. I don't know. You'd probably be best with like some kind of like long spear. I think. Yeah, but if somebody gets close, you're fucked. You can't do. You can't do anything. Nah, I don't know. Samurai swords are fucking cool. I'd probably go with the samurai sword. Yeah, they're light and easy to use. I think for yeah, a beginner, sharp for, as a motherfucker. Yeah, for a beginner, it might be a good idea. Yeah, but the ball with the spikes on it—that's a fucking. That seems like it needs some fucking skill basis for it, though. You know, like like. The well, nunch- I think the one with the chain would, but I think Ben's saying the one. Just oh, just like a mace. Yeah, straight up mace. No, that's just like a big club. You'd be good yeah, with that. Yeah. Or around an axe, a big like war axe or a war hammer. That's getting heavy though. The war hammer, but an axe, like a, a kind of a short kind of axe. Yeah, that could be good. Mm. I feel like you're gonna you do have more, like you're gonna do more slicing damage with the samurai sword, I think, though, no? Yeah. Yeah. You can but slice they got arm, with the sword. But if they got armor on, I think like the samurai sword's just not. Yeah, really samurai side samurai, samurai sword shit if they got armor. Yeah. You're gonna get more concussive power from the from the hand the axe <laughs> the for sure. Big. We need yeah, more and if it's got the spikes on it, if it's got the big spikes on it, yeah, you, know, you got you got all sorts of damage going on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. If you had to pick two bodybuilders to back you in a bar fight, who would you, who would you pick? Oh, I got one. I got who? Right. Who's that? Luke. Luke. Yeah. It's Luke. I take Luke. Luke for one because. I mean, James. I, James was a slugger, wasn't he? I think James would be good to have on your side. Yeah, yeah. Luke, it seems like all the stories he was saying that he was getting his ass kicked, not the other way around. Did I just die out? Yeah, we can't see you. It's better. Keep it. It's fine. <laughs> we can hear you fine, though. You can hear me? You can hear me, but you can't see me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Is it, is it gone? Do I have to? Oh, there we there are. Okay, we're back. Um, <clears throat> no, James, James has done some... Oh, you fucked off again. James has done some pretty... Not... I don't say advanced martial arts, but he's he's messed around in some some training. I think he can be pretty dangerous if he wanted to be. And he's a big dude. I feel like Steve Cucklow could whoop some ass too. I feel like I'd want him on a, on a in a bar fight. I think Steve's too nice. Yeah, but Steve's fucking big, and he was like, you know, he's got some fucking police or what's he paramedic? Oh, I guess it's firefighting. Not, firefighting. Firefighting. I mean, you know, he seems like he'd be a fucking. Is there any bodybuilders that actually fight? <sighs> I don't know. I'm talking. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to take Morgan Asty. Oh yeah, that just that just scares the shit out of people. Is what that does. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. the bar fight's over. He walks in and everyone fucks off. Okay, listen. You guys finish talking about this. I'm going to be back in two seconds. I got to grab another battery. Fucking <laughs> okay, no. hell. Amateur hour. How long? How long? Did, how far did we make it before it died? I don't know. We've been on. Oh, we started recording eleven ish. An hour. We've made an hour. I can't it's even think so of who else would be fucking. A good. I don't know about Seth. Seth Ferrosi seems like he's got a mean streak. Yeah, or like someone like a Branch Warren, but I feel like Branch is a little short, you know? I feel like Bron- Branch is just going to be a good in a gunfight. Yeah, yeah, he's got the gun training. That's about it. Yeah. The mini gun training. Have you seen that video of him where he's in a helicopter shooting hogs out of yeah, him yeah. with the yeah. minigun? Did you guys say Branch? That's a good one. Yeah. 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 Well, we said Branch would be better, like, for a gunfight. He's like the John Wick, you know? Like, he's good for the gunfight. <laughs> I think Branch would be good in a fight fight, man. He seems like a barbarian. Yeah. Like, I would. seems like he's got a fucking temper on him. That's for You know sure. who I wouldn't fuck with? Michael Lockett. You think so? Michael Lockett. Michael Lockett's got, he's got, like, a full arsenal in his house. Oh, yeah, I know. He's got <laughs> fucking hundreds of guns, yeah. But it seems a little, like, a little, like, kind of the person that like, you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. I can strikes, see that. Strikes me as that kind of person. My, from what I've seen and heard and what he's written, 
he doesn't like talking a lot of trash. He, he's just going to come around to your house and knock on the door and say, what's up, <laughs> motherfucker, kind of thing, right? <laughs> All right. He doesn't think, really uh, get involved. All right, I'm back. Sorry, guys. This is like, a, it's growing pains. Um, yeah, I remember somebody tried to fuck with uh, Michael Lockett on Instagram, and I think his response was, I don't fucking talk on Instagram, but I'll come to your house. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I actually 100% believe him. I'm like, I wouldn't I fucking, yeah. Yeah, don't, I wouldn't fuck around with Michael Lockett. I, I'm still, I'm sticking with Morgan Asti as my yeah, first pick. pick. Who's your second pick? James? I feel like James is, uh, yeah, James, James can slug. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I'm going to take Branch and, uh, I don't know the second one. It's tough. You got to go with someone big, though, because you're giving up some height already. <laughs> you yeah. are, man. <laughs> That's where my Steve Cutlow comes in, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Somebody asked here who would win a fight between me and James. It's like, I don't know why people are always trying to cause drama. <laughs> somebody, somebody else asked what I think of Nick Tregilly, and somebody else asked what I think of, and I'm like, why are you motherfuckers, like, just, oh, looking, for, just looking for drama, right? Uh, would you rather take a th- – oh, wait – do girls like men that are your size? Do they like mass monsters? Are we speaking for the mass consensus? Absolutely not. No. Thank you for yeah. saying that. Yeah. Anybody who's getting this big to try and get girls, don't do it. No. You They're way better. Way better at like two hundred and ten pounds. Oh yeah. Oh, I, dude. Even at two twenty, like I remember when I was I mean, competing. When I was competing at the nationals, like two twenty, like it was perfect. Once I broke like two forty, it was like forget about it. But I mean, even like you look at some of the men's physique guys, like you look at like Braymon Edmonds, like he's way too big for them, the average girl to think that's attractive. Even. I don't know who that is. You know? Like it's the guy who won the Olympia last year. I think, you, you, I think when you're getting into like the look that girls like, you're looking at like Jeremy Potvin, Jeremy Buendia kind of size, you know? Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you have some muscle, you got nice abs, but you're not like overwhelmingly big and like intimidating to them. Like you, you, know? still, look, Plus, you still look normal in clothes. You wear normal clothes and you don't look like a big fucking juice monkey, you know? And they look like that year round. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. That's, that's kind of right? like, like Chris though, right? Like Bumstead's like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Chris in, in normal clothes looks not like a bodybuilder by yeah. any sense now. Looks yeah. normal, right? Yeah. He looks like yeah. a tall kind of like, you know, bigger guy, but like you'd think he's maybe like a, a you know, university football player or something but he's yeah. definitely not a pro bodybuilder he, yeah he's one of those guys that projects when he poses when he takes his clothes off but then dex is kind of like that if you but watch that's dexter walking around and no i've seen dexter walking around he's like yeah, see chris gets away with it chris gets away with it because he doesn't have very big arms so like when he's wearing a t-shirt or something like he doesn't look you know his arms like everything's very in proportion with each other in that sense to like a normal human's proportion you know and then yeah when he takes his shirt off and he's got crazy quads and a tiny waist and crazy lats that shows when he poses but like the muscles aren't like you know he doesn't have big fucking traps or huge arms or like the muscles that are like you know the johnny jackson muscles that make you look ridiculous you know yeah yeah um would you rather take a thousand milligrams of test every week for the rest of your life or never take test again (laughs) come on ben that's a good one jeez why is that a good one it's an obvious answer oh is it yeah What's your answer? Well, I'm taking the test every damn week. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I think I would too, yeah. All right. If you take a dump right before you shower, do you wipe or do you just jump in and wash? 
I usually wipe first. Okay, good. <laughs> like, do you I've been known to do both. Really? Yeah. If I've had, if I'm busted up and in prep, I'm like, oh, I'll just do it in the. I'll deal with this in the shower. But my shower is a walk-in shower, and it's right inside. There's no stepping over. There's no. I just walk in. It's right next <laughs> to the toilet. It's it's right there. You know. It's like I gotta walk through the house with my like. I gotta I gotta clean up first, man. Um, do you put your daily salt? Oh, this I had to read this question because I hope I'm not fucking insane for saying this. But okay, let's. Do you put your daily salt on a scale and measure it, or just eyeball on the meals? How many grams of salt a day? Six to ten or eight to twelve? Currently in a cutting phase. I've never <laughs> I've never measured my fucking salt like on a scale in my life. I, I have. Have you? With Patrick, I have because it's like some of the some of the changes are so minute that if I don't weigh them, it's very hard to like kind of understand what I'm doing. But like I've all what I've done is I've I know how many salt like what okay, what I did at the beginning of my prep when he told me to do eight to ten grams or whatever a day, I took a bowl and I took my salt shaker and I sat there and counted how many shakes it took to get eight to ten grams. And then what I do now is just when I do my meals, I just do one sixth of that. So say it was 40 shakes to get that. I just do like six, seven shakes on each meal, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of do a rough ballpark. Um, but then when I got close, I mean, the easiest way when you get close is just to go to like fucking McDonald's or Burger King, get those little like salt packs because they're made, weighed exactly. And then you yeah. just use those. So that's what I do when I get really close. Um, I don't know if I'm just a bad bodybuilder. I've never paid that much detail to attention to detail that much. Like I've never, I never have until Patrick. Maybe because, yeah, Patrick's very, like, his changes are so minute. I guess I might be able to see that. But I don't know, man. I, I've never, like, I see, like, Antoine makes videos where he's, like, you know, he's measuring his ketchup and shit. And I'm, like. Yeah, I've know. never done that, no. I never no. fucking. He's weighing I, it. I, he, weighs out his, he weighs out his ketchup. And I'm, like. I, I would and, never and, do that. But I think, right, like Ian was saying, the last couple of days as you're manipulating. No, no, no. We're not talking about, we're not talking about peak. We're not talking about peak week, though. Let's, oh, well, then fuck that. If you're in the yeah, off season or you're. No, no, no. No, peak, like, talking about, like, the last week before a show or the last three days before a show is very different because now you're purposely right. manipulating water and every gram of salt matters. But I'm talking about the weeks leading up. I don't know, man. I can tell if I've squirted my ketchup a certain amount and I can tell if I'm, start, if I'm doing more. I don't, but I, I'm not saying Antoine's wrong. Like if you want to be really technical, then yeah, you count the calories and you figure it out. But it just, I don't know, man. I feel like when you weigh 200 pounds, 250 pounds, 280 pounds, you're going to, yeah, you're going to burn off a tablespoon of ketchup and fucking yeah. your warm up. Like yeah. walk, like walking from your car to the gym. You're you, done. You burned off your ketchup already. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Uh, I train mainly MMA and jujitsu. Sorry if this sounds like a newbie question, but why do bodybuilders eat jasmine rice over long grain or basmati? Digestion tastes better. Do you do you actually care though? Because I I eat medium chain or medium grain rice. I eat jasmine, but just because I like it the best. I mean, there's no doesn't really matter. No benefit. Right? I eat su I eat sushi just because again when I'm in an off season and it's like. When it's 300 grams, yeah, you just, well, that's it's what, easier to eat. It's denser. Yeah, yeah. That's medium grain. Medium grain is sushi. It's just easier to eat. It's softer and easier. To, yeah. The texture is nicer to eat. And yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm Asian. and So there's no specific rice. I mean, I mean, it's all the same. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a variance between white and brown rice in terms of like having the husk on it. But I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter which one. Eat what you prefer. Yeah. Yeah. 
How do you guys manage blood pressure at your weight or is it an issue for you at all? I take a blood pressure pill. I should have taken, I should have started taking it 10 years ago, but I don't know. Ian, do you take anything or do you, do you, I take a shit ton of health supplements, but I actually have low blood pressure. I'm the other way. <laughs> do you really? Uh, yeah. I have like, it's a hereditary thing. Yeah. Like my, my mom has low blood pressure and, and I've kind of have a, a similar thing. It's, it's a, a blood thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've never usually even in the heaviest of my off season, I'll be like 110 over 60. Okay. You know, yeah. 110 over 65. That's low. I'm, yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. I mean, it, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Like I said, I'm the same. I have a, a slightly lower. My parents are both um, on the low end. Well, my mom certainly has low blood pressure, but I have like uh, better thalassemia, which means my iron content in my blood is a little lower, so my blood pressure's offset lower a little bit. Yeah. Not massively, but just a little. Okay, well, maybe I'll answer this. I think that I think both is like more common, more often than not, bodybuilders, especially if they're heavier, 250, you know. Have high blood pressure. Yeah, they have high blood pressure, so I guess I'll take this one, but I take an ARB. It's called Azelsartan, yep. and uh, what do I take? Twenty milligrams. Yeah, I think I, I think they had me at forty, and it, it made my blood pressure too low. So I think I went back to twenty. I take twenty milligrams a day, and had I known, uh, I deal with some health issues because my blood pressure was too high for too long. Uh, so anybody out there, you can buy a blood pressure monitor from Amazon. There, I think it's called Life Source or something like that. Check your blood pressure a couple times a week in the morning, and you wake up. If you have high blood pressure, man, get on blood pressure medication okay. right, right away. It's not going to affect your bodybuilding career. It's not going to affect you putting on size. But it's a good one. a good one. That's yeah, the, you can get cardotone or Juna or like a million other things too. Yeah. Yeah, but those cardotones not a blood like cardotone will help with like cardio health, cardiac health, yes. but it's not a blood pressure medication. No, no, it's not an actual medication. But if for someone, have, if you're not, if you're, if you're like just in bodybuilding, you don't have blood pressure issues yet. Those are good things to use yeah. to keep yourself in a good spot. Yeah. You know, a million things, obviously, even just down to your basic fucking fish oil or even you know, krill oil. I, I want to actually show that just because I think that's a really good point, Ian. That the cardotone, I think, is perfect for somebody with very, very slightly high blood pressure. Or if you don't have blood pressure issues at all and you're trying to uh, just keep, like, for preventative reasons. It pushes me. Take, um, I can't take it. This is. Uh, I, do take, um, I take a baby aspirin in the morning. Baby well, aspirin. That's. That, but, but that's more that's for like blood. A, well, that's for more for blood thinning, no? Uh, well, how does that, that, yeah, that, that directly? That's going to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying. So this is, this is the cardotone. I took this yep. before I took the the ARB. This actually lowered my blood pressure a little bit, but not enough because mine was very high. Yeah. Uh, but like I think Ian brings up a good point. If you don't have blood pressure issues yet, I would add this to your, um, your daily regimen. Yeah. Yeah. I like that's what I mean. If if you don't have like a, a real, if you don't have medically high blood pressure and you're bodybuilding, that's why I like baby aspirin or like you said the cardiotin because they just help mitigate some of it without being a medication. You know. But is the blood pressure is sorry is the baby aspirin doing the same thing as the cardiotin? Well, uh, no, it's a, it, but it's achieving the same end result. The same result. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. What do you guys think? Can you follow me? Tyson. Tyson? What do you think, Ben? Yeah, yeah Tyson's going to see his head off. You kind of got to go Tyson, right? Yeah. I mean, aren't they vastly different weights? Like, is that not a big weight disparity? 
No, I think um, as it stands right now, I think Tyson was at 225 and Roy Jones Jr. is at 210. That's not that bad. Okay. I, I, mean, always Roy, I always thought Roy was like a 185 kind of fighter, you know? I think he was in his prime. Okay, so Roy, Roy won the heavyweight belt as well. Oh, he did. Like, okay. He, he, he's, his natural weight class, I think, was welterweight, but he's known for crossing, I think, five different weight classes or four weight classes yeah, yeah. and winning belts. And he fought, I can't remember who the big heavyweight is that he fought. He won anyway uh, on a decision, but he was, I think he was around 190 to 200 pounds when he fought at heavyweight. And he was, I mean, the heavyweights then weren't like 270, they were 230 ish, right? Yeah. But yeah, he, he won the heavyweight while he, when he was underweight, if that makes sense. Mm. I think you got to root for Tyson. I think. But, but well, Roy Jones has been active even up till, I think his last fight was 2017. 18, I think. Yeah. 18. I mean, he, he's been active and he's been active and winning. Like, yeah. Mike Tyson's been getting stoned off of his rocker for the last 10 But that's, that's kind of what I meant, though, when I said I think you got to root for Tyson. I think if you're actually objectively looking at it, I think Roy Jones probably is a favorite like actually boxing skill and still being younger and still having like, you know, still yeah, being. I think from an endurance standpoint, that's going to make yeah. a big difference for sure. I mean, if it goes past a few rounds, I think you're, you definitely have to give the advantage to, to Roy. You know, I they're think... only, he's only two years younger than him or one year younger. Is it only him, right? two years younger than him? Really? Yeah. Tyson's like 54 and or 55. I mean, and but but proof, proof is in the pudding by looking at Kevin Lavrone when he made a comeback versus Dexter Jackson because he's still in it. He's you know? still going, yeah. 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 It's like when you come out and try and come back in, it's not quite the same as just like still being in it a little bit. You know, so I think that's going to that's gonna have a definitely an impact for sure. Yeah. I think even just, a, even just from being fucking hit in the face constantly and like remembering that feeling like all those yeah. years, it's, you yeah. know. But I think it's emotional. I think people want Tyson to win because he's Tyson. Of course. And of course. Like, but, but if, you, if you've heard uh, Roy Jones' interviews, he's like, for the first two rounds, he's dodging bombs. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, fucking any one of those things catches him. He's like, he knows he's in trouble. Yeah. Because he's still throwing. Like, you've seen those hooks to the body yeah. on the pad work. Yeah, They're they disgusting. Look, yeah, he's they throwing great. them like he used to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are your biggest guilty pleasure songs or artists? Mine's Wild Wild West by Will Smith. <laughs> I would have never, I would have never admitted that, but okay. My 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 movie guilty pleasure is Thirteen Going on Thirty. You ever watched it? No. <laughs> it's with uh, J Jennifer Garner. It's like where she's like a little kid, and then like oh, I have seen that. Wakes I'm, up and all of a sudden she's like a full grown woman working like a New yeah. York job and shit. You know? Yeah, I've seen that. That's a guilty pleasure. I like the, the the film The Devil Wears Prada. That's a good film. That's not a street one. I've seen that, yeah. I have an explanation to this movie too. When I was younger, when this movie came out, I had it on VHS and I had a TV in my room and it was the only movie I had in my bedroom. So I watched it every night uh, to go to bed. Right. It was just like an easy movie to fall asleep to because it's light, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I must have watched this movie, not even kidding, three to four hundred times you know <laughs> so then after time it's like you really like the movie you know so yeah, it's yeah, yeah what about music do you guys have like a, a shitty music that you wouldn't want anybody to hear you listening to i put i put mine out there for everyone to hear i'm just not a guilty pleasure it's, what is it oh put, you like i had back i had backstreet boys playing on my bench yesterday <laughs> i don't give a shit um what else did i have I, there's a, I just listen to I listen to real upbeat so at the minute I'm listening to like a lot of like swing music like from the 60s and 70s really it, when I'm doing when I'm doing cardio it's just like a nice 
happy. I said to someone the other day, I said to someone the other day, I'm done with trying to be angry. Like 2020 has been a shitty fucking year. I don't want to feel any more anger or like pent up. I like, love being angry. Fe- feeling happy when I'm in the gym. That's my like little disconnect, right? Uh-huh. And I want to, I want to feel happy. And I tell you what, I can lift as heavy when I'm happy as I can when I'm angry. In fact, when I'm angry, I don't have as good control with the weight. But it's so much more fun being angry. Well, that's for you. But I've had a sh- this year's not. I'm. I want to get all that. The other thing you got to remember is all the angry stuff has been the last five years. That's what Luke put on in the gym. I don't. I can't. Well, I don't listen. To, Luke. Luke's. That he listens to like heavy, like heavy, heavy yeah. metal. Yeah, like, but even the even the stuff that I used to listen to. So some days he'd put his one on. Sometimes I put mine on. Mm. I need to leave it alone for a bit. I need to. I don't know if angry is the right word. I just like harder music. You I'm know, good like, with a happy, I like feeling. Like when I listen to Metallica, I'm not angry. Or if I listen the to hard, like. The hardest music I would listen to would be like Godsmack, kind of like hard. Yeah, I like that's what I like. Yeah. Godsmack, Godsmack, Metallica, Disturbed. Disturbed, yeah. yeah I'll shit. listen to that stuff, yeah. But I don't consider that angry. I just consider it intense, I guess. I'm going, okay, through, so. I'm going through a phase. I'm just going through a happy soul phase. I don't care. You're going to be a dad soon. You're staying positive. That's why. Someone gave me shit and I'm like, Unless you squat more than me, fuck off. Like yeah. I, I'll, I'll squat six hundred pounds to Justin Bieber. Don't <laughs> tell me. Don't tell me that I need to be. That that's not work. Someone literally messaged me and went, "That's not workout music." I'm like, "It's my workout music. Fuck off." And I, the video was me bound, like it was the one that Denise recorded of me, and I'm like jumping around, and then I literally got under six hundred pounds and squatted it. Yeah. And I'm like, "Fuck off with you telling me I have to listen to something hardcore." I'll listen to I think. I think I said that to you in one of your posts. I said, I was going to make yeah. fun of you for wearing white tights, but I'm like, I can't make fun of you because you're squatting 600 pounds for yeah. reps. So you that's, my, that's, that's my backup. I'm like, do you squat yeah. more than me? At some, so at some point, someone's going to go, yeah, I do. And I'm going to go, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> a, troll, a troll is going to be like, yes, I do, bitch. Uh, would you prefer to live twice as long and be half as successful or live half as long and be twice as successful? Twice as long, half as successful. Successful. I think I already made. I think I already made my choice. Yeah. Which one? I'm gonna probably live half as long, but be twice as successful. Why? <laughs> that's it's right. all about the money. It's all about the money. Because you're living it. <laughs> I'm living it, man. It's, no, it's, dude. It's not about. It's not about the money. It's about being happy. You just said about being happy, right? That's. It's not to me. Look, money's great. I like being able to buy things, but. I like doing what I love to do. Like I could, you can do it for longer. No, you can't. I don't, I I don't listen. I think bodybuilding takes a toll on your body and one day it'll catch up with me. I've probably done it harder than other people have. Maybe I've done more than other people have. I don't know, but I feel like just being man, I've been 280 pounds plus for 15 fucking years. That's not healthy. It doesn't matter whether you take a shitload of drugs or you take no fucking drugs. If you're, if your lean body mass is 240 pounds, 250 pounds for 10 fucking years, 15 years, that's not going to be healthy. Like your body's basically, you know, you're redlining your fucking engine for, well, you're, you're a great Dane, right? You know, like go, go drive your car, go drive your car in first gear everywhere. Yeah. For uh, whether you're doing 40, 40 kilometers an hour or 140 kilometers an hour, 
leave it in first gear, see how long it lasts. <laughs> well, as I was saying about you know I mean? it's the Great Dane, it's the Great Dane analogy, right? The Great Danes. What's that analogy? Well, there. What's the Great Danes' life expectancy? Like five years. Sure. No, I didn't know. I mean, so yeah, probably it, larger. It's, breed, it's, yeah. It, it, it's because of the size, right? And then you have like a little chihuahua yeah and they live for like 15 yeah it's just the size game the yeah. heart it's the, it's the heart the heart can't handle because a great dane's heart isn't proportionally as big as it needs to be for its size relative yeah. weight right so, lose ejection fraction over time though. i um yeah i think i made my choice I, and i'm not that, i'm not saying that i mean i guess it sounds a little sadistic but i i have no i have no delusions of like living to be 100 you know what I mean? Oh, no, of course not. You know what I mean? Like I know, I I, I know what's what, but uh, it's me- it's a measured risk. Like I, I love. Yeah, what but I'm- if you take the question literally, it's like half live twice as long, so maybe you live to your eighty, or live half as long, so you live to your twenty. No, that's not how you're well, forty right now. That's not how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like I'm forty. Twice as long would be eighty. Half as long would be sixty. Yeah, I've already chosen the sixty. I'm like, okay, if I get to 60, bang, it's a fucking bonus. All right, I'm there. Well, no, that's, no, that's, you're, you're just changing the fucking question now to suit your argument. I looked at it directly as if I could live twice as long, like, say now, yeah, like if I could live to 50 or to live to 100. I'm just thinking of double the number. That's all I'm thinking of. Yeah, I'm thinking like 80 or 60. That's right. Well, so, no, 80 or 40. It'd be 80 or 40. Yeah. Okay. But I have to make it real. And how old are you now? You're already dead. I'm already dead. <laughs> this is what I mean. You're changing it to 80 to 60. That's an easy fucking choice. I, past 70, I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm, good I'm, at re- I'm reading it like, would you rather live twice as long from the time you are now? So no, twice- I'm going with, I, all right, re- go Ian's argument. 100 versus 50. Uh, I don't. I don't want to die when I'm 50, but I don't want. I like. But I like the life I'm living. So I'm like. Well, that's why. I said, that's why your version of it is an easy, an easy answer, right? Because you're like, oh, 60. Yeah, that's I fine. Think that's I'm, a, I think I'm still going to answer it the same way. Okay. And not because I have a death wish, but because I fucking like the life I've lived and the choices I've made, and I don't think I would have chosen anything else. Like if I, if you told me today, hey, you're going to die when you're 50, would you do it all over again? I might say yes. I probably have to think on it, but I might still say I might still say yes. So I I, I don't know. I mean, probably not. That's I don't I don't really want to die when I'm, I don't really want to die when I'm fifty. But I, I don't know. It's a tough fucking thing to answer, man. It's a tough thing to answer because think about all like if you think about all the good things you have in your life and where they came from. I, I want to live forever. I don't I don't care if I was me. I fucking a bum on the streets. I'd rather live fucking twice as long. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's because I'm at a point in my bodybuilding career where I'm like, I'm 30 and it's like, you know, I'm like, ah, my, how, how long am I going to do this? And like mortality starts to like be realistic to you and the choices I've made, you know? So it's like, uh, you know, so maybe it, it's just like a feeling of like, oh, okay. If I could, you know, live fucking a bajillion years, I would be happy, you know? So I, I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard one to answer, but I think I would, I would choose to always live longer. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, the fact you know that what? I've got. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say the fact that my kid is due in twelve weeks' time. I'm I'm banking on I want the a longer time with my kid. That's... I think if I think the reason you're getting the answer out of me that you're getting is because I, if I said no, that basically mean but that would basically mean that I'm regretting everything I've done to this point. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't want to say no. that. No, it's not That's saying true. you're regretting it. It's just saying that you would rather live twice as long. Yeah, it's, but, not saying, it's not saying one is regret and one is yeah. not regret. It's just saying one is good and one is better. Okay, but Ian, if, let's go back. Let's say you're 20 years old. Okay. Right? And the guy says to you, I got a crystal ball. This is what's going to happen. You're going to be fucking really successful. You're probably going to die at 50. Or you're going to be a bum, but you're going to live to 100. Hey, what kind of bum? Are we talking like literal living on the streets or like working at Walmart? <laughs> working at Walmart. Okay, it says half a, su- okay, it says okay, half okay. a successful. Okay, working at Walmart. Not a okay. bum. <laughs> yeah, half as successful of like Mr. Olympia or something is still pretty decent. So Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I'd still take the, the long, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't need much, man. I'd, I'd rather like live long and. You know, I mean, I, I know already that Melissa's going to far outlive me. So, I mean, I, I would rather be there for more of our life and, 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 you know, have kids and that kind of stuff. I think that would be more important to me. And I, I think it's, it's also hard to ask me right now where my head is in the bodybuilding headspace. Right now I'm in the like fuck bodybuilding kind of world, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, it's, if you'd asked me this last week more so, I'm not really now, but, um, you know, so hey. it's, it, it's a bad headspace to ask me in, you know? Let me ask you that. You brought up a good point. Do you ever worry about Melissa? Like after, like you, you ever worry about leaving her too soon? Cause I think about that with summer all the time. Yeah. Is it like actual like worry? Cause I were, I actually like actively worry about it. Yes. Very, very actively. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm not crazy. All right. Or, or I, I, do you know, that's a new thing for me. Cause I'm only married recently, right? So up until for 31 years of my life, all I had to worry about was my dick, right? That's all like, yeah. it was me, me and myself and I, right? And, where are you and now, go? yeah, yeah, exactly. And now I'm like, okay, well, it was her and I, and then now we've got the baby on the way. It's, I'm, I'm experiencing what you two are. And I'm like, ah, like I, I even had the conversation with you yesterday. I'm like, hey, so after the show, I'm going to carry on doing my cardio every day just as a habit. Like we do it with me. So we'll just do 20 minutes and just make it a routine. I know the baby's going to be here, but I want to be healthy. I just want to, even in my off season, you know, I might still eat a lot and grow, but I just want to make sure I'm doing everything I can. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to order more pro, but I'm just, cause I seem to get healthier or more health conscious in a prep, right? Yeah. yeah. My, I increased my probiotics. I increased my health supplements. I start like I have a range my, my supplements go from like, a handful of multivitamins and whatever in the off season. So I've got fucking five different vitamin servings. You become more efficient. Yeah. And now I'm like, why? I don't want that to stop. I think it's a good, I said some of the habits that I have in a prep where I'm trying to maintain my health as best I can. I think they're good habits to maintain if I want to stick around for a while. Yeah. Well, it's funny you said that because just today I said to summer, like I like the way I'm feeling right now. I'm down to like 271. And, you know, everybody pretty much knows that I'm contemplating retiring after like a show or if I even do the show. But I said to her, like, if I get down to like 240 or 245 or something for a show, I might just keep going afterwards. Like, I might just do the show and then retire and just keep going down to like 230 or something. If I, if I can get that, like, I don't know how long that'll take, but I might just keep at that weight or try and get even smaller and then see if I can stay healthy that way. Because I, mean, I, I, I would, I'd love to be a fucking... 195 pounds i don't think i want to get that small i need to still feel, feel it but life would feel so much easier wouldn't it i yeah. think i think honestly i think i'd be completely comfortable at 230 i don't think that's too big at all i think i could fit into normal clothes and i think i oh, would, sure. yeah yeah i would still look like i worked out but i wouldn't be jacked look like the rock but like i'm you know like i'm the doing rock, stuff like the rock i'm doing stuff like 
I'm doing stuff like outside in the yard. And I'm like, and the heat's getting to me. And like, it's hot anyway. But then her and her brother are bouncing around like spring chickens. And I'm like, yeah, but imagine Jesus, I'm, only, I'm only useful in the gym, in a gym environment. It's the only time I'm like, I feel yeah, but, good. But imagine you were 45 pounds lighter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's compare how you feel off season versus in season when you're in contest shape versus fucking full off season weight. My energy is drastically better when I'm yeah. 260, 250, yeah. than when it's 295. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think more of it from the being lighter because there's stuff I would like to do that weight would be unadvantageous to after bodybuilding. You know, like I'd like to, like I used to run track before I bodybuild and I'd like to be able to run again and feel like I can actually run and not like from a competitive standpoint, just because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, I think that would something that would be a good segue to something to put my energy into after bodybuilding to kind of keep myself sane, but doing something like physically, yeah. you know, challenging, um, you know, and also stuff like, you know, I used to love snowboarding when I was younger and stuff like that. And like even doing that at 230, 240 is fucking hard, man. And you fall and yeah. it fucking hurts. Yeah. You know, when you're 195, you can do a fucking backflip and land on your head and you stand up and you're like, oh, that was better, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, there's shit that I want to do after bodybuilding that I just want that weight gone. I just want to like move past it. Uh, and there's other things I want to do. But yeah, obviously from a look and feel standpoint, I feel like I'd probably look and feel the best. And yeah, probably 225 to 230. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 230 would be nice. I wonder how long it would take me to get to 230 because I was off for like almost a year. You know, I was off for like, 10 months i wasn't really eating that much I was training kind of half ass and i was still like 265 yeah i tell you i i'm not as big as you two but i know that when i took a, like my kind of 10 12 month hiatus and i was doing a ton of cardio i was doing fasting and stuff like this i got down and i was running uh trt so i was doing 250 a week right so i don't i don't blame that for keeping my weight up but i couldn't get under 250 I just couldn't fucking get under it. You literally have to run it and off. I, I think. I'd I'd look at a cheat meal and I'd be like two sixty two and I'd be like blasting full and yeah. like I'd look great again. I'm like shit. I can't like I'd have to go back in starvation mode again and try and bury I, myself I to get my weight. It's hard for me to get the weight off. I think my body. I think I would. I could get down to two twenty five within a year. I don't think so. Oh. Uh, not, not not unless you consciously like starved yourself and ran it off i think if i ate when i wanted to eat and worked out and did the things i wanted to do i think i would the weight would fly off me all right yeah, i see i I, 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 eat like an, yeah. no I eat like an arsehole i eat so much like i got such an yeah, oily i would never eat like before i bodybuild it i didn't eat like i literally ate nothing like i would eat two meals a day like i you know i'm not an eater man i'm like yeah. you know i fucking be outside running and fucking doing shit all the time like you know, it's like a completely different life that I can't even relate to now, to be honest. But covering, uh, I think you're covering the speaker. Am I good now? Like, you're good now, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like a life, you know, that I can't even relate to now. But, um, but you know, I, I don't think it would take that long for me to get it off. I, I think it's very hard for me to maintain weight. And I think with my metabolism and, and my natural eating habits, it would come off quick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Would you rather no toes, no fingers, and earlobes, or you have no tongue, no eyelids, and no ears? No fingers, no fingers, yeah. no toes, that one. Yeah, no, no fingers, no toes, yeah. yeah no you, eyelids, like how the fuck would you sleep with your eyes open? That'd be so oh, fucked up. God. You just wear a mask. You just put a, like I pull my oh, headband that's down. Weird, man. That's yeah, but the, the, eyes would the still eyeball be would be 
Yeah, we still touching the fucking. Oh no, 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 no. No, I just pull the headband down, like you know, like look. And I Imagine go, how weird you look to people. Like you'd fucking never blink, like nothing. You <laughs> just. Yeah, the no finger one's easy. You're like, oh, I had an accident with a fucking saw. My bad. Yeah, I, yeah, with my fucking samurai sword. That's what it was. <laughs> you can't jerk. You can't, my jerk. Fucking you can't jerk off with no fingers. Yes, you can. For sure, you can. <laughs> I'm also married, so like whatever, <laughs> fuck it. Melissa would, I'd just be like, babe, I lost my fingers. I'm sorry, you know? You've got to pull your weight. Hmm. I think I probably agree with you guys because I need my tongue to be able to taste food. Yeah. I can't not. And speak. Yeah. More, more, <laughs> important, more importantly is the food. Because I can always type. If I have something to say to you, I type it <laughs> just to show you. All right. Oh, my God. Jesus. I get deliveries like every 10 minutes here because I'm a little. All right. What are your thoughts? This is an important one I want to cover. What are your thoughts on injectable L-carnitine? Uh, seems like a lot of people are incorporating them into their cutting cycles. Fucking <laughs> cycle. Um, there's no benefit to it. Other than you, all you, okay, so in theory, there is a slightly higher bioavailability, but that there is still good bioavailability orally. So you might as well just drink a little bit more of the liquid L-carnitine than be shoving another needle inside you. Dude. Like, I don't need any Injectable L-carnitine also fucking hurts like a, a bitch. Can I tell you, man? Honestly, I did it one year. It was like the first year this came out. Uh, I think it was like, I don't know. For, well, first year I heard about it anyway. It was like a few years back. And uh, never, ever again. First of all, it didn't make me any fucking leaner, any faster. No. And I was... I'm like, I don't want to fucking poke myself every day. I don't care if it's a fucking insulin needle. If it's 25 gauge, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to. The last thing I want to do is add more shots. Look, I did it in 2017. I did a whole prep where I was putting at least one mil in 20 minutes for my cardio, fast cardio, every single day of the prep. No, it I'd doesn't rather just drink. I'd rather just drink double the amount of L-carnitine. Did it make you flavored and taste pretty? Did it make you any leaner? I don't know. I was in. No, 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 but I mean, like, did you get so, There's so many variables going on. I can't compare what was I know, one but, thing was doing. I know, but do you, do you know if you got any leaner, any faster than previous preps? Because I didn't notice any difference at all. Like, so it was difficult because I'd, I'd come from a very long off-season and I had a very good off-season and I started my prep in a better shape than I did the one before. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I, I literally can't compare. And I would probably take in more cutting drugs that year. So I don't know. Okay. Now you're saying, now you're saying. You got it in his head now. If you can only eat one carb source for the rest of your life, what would it be to build muscle? What would it be and why? I'd eat jasmine, white rice. I'm going with pasta. Rice I thought you were going to get potato. Rice pasta. <laughs> oh, fuck you, the potato. But no, about a month ago, you were on this potato kick. I, you could eat not. a thousand I grams said. of, you said you could eat a thousand grams of carbs from potato. All easy. I said, I can, but all I said was, the potassium, the potassium is higher potatoes. That's all I said. I didn't say it was my carb source of choice. By the way, there's no way you would eat consistently a thousand grams of carbs a day from potato. You added the word consistently. You never said that at the time. All right, just do it one time then. I bet you fucking, fucking do that. Bitch. That's a joke. What are you talking about? Yeah, I could do that. No problem. Hang on. So uh, wait, wait, wait. Work out how many. That's five kilos of potato in a day. It's yeah. not. <laughs> I mean, even if it was, that's eating like less than a kilo each meal, six meals. I mean, that wouldn't be hard to eat 14, 16 ounces of, of potato every meal. 
Like right, it's, wait, so, no, no, it's, it's more. One it's second, more. one second, one second. It's the two. It's, you have to so eat this two is it. One, one potato, five ounces of potato. Yeah. 20, 26 grams of carbs. <laughs> right. So, so if you times that by four, that'd be 20. 1,000. Yeah, that's 100. Divided by 5.2. Yeah. That's 192, no. 192 uh, ounces. 192. Is that right? Yeah, that seems like a lot. No. No, it's not. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. A thousand grams of carbs divided by it's a fifth. It's a fifth, right? Yeah, that's right. Hundred, call it hundred, call it hundred and fifty grams is one serving. Is twenty-five grams of carbs. Hundred fifty. Actually, it's actually a sixth. But good luck. You're not putting away. Wait a minute. Forty. What's forty times forty times one uh, one fifty? No, that's not right either. Why are we? Are we not? We're not good at math. Any of us? Not, not, not all three of us are bad at this. Well, I mean, just okay. Look at this. Five ounces is twenty-six. You times that by four, you're eating twenty ounces a meal over five meals, uh, or in one meals. Twenty ounces in one meal would give you a hundred carbs. So you'd have to eat ten meals of twenty ounces. So you need to eat ten times twenty. Yeah, that's what I said originally. Two hundred ounces. One hundred ninety-two yeah, ounces. So you're right. Yes. So one hundred ninety-two ounces divided by, by six. That's 32 ounces per meal. Yeah, that's one, pa- that's one kilo. He was right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a lot when you put that's it That's a lot of potatoes. <laughs> but can I use my air fryer? Because if I can use my air fryer, I think you I can just do it. Down quite a you, bit. Hey, you can blend that shit all you want. You can do what you want with it. What a, do I get if kilo, I do it? A kilo of potatoes. I'm just saying. What do I, what do I, I get if I do it? <laughs> You'll need a new bathroom for one. <laughs> nah, my potatoes keep me fucking golden. They're like a, like a brick coming out. What I, what I, we got to think of what I get if I eat 192 ounces of potato. Because I think boiled, I could, Of boiled potatoes. It doesn't have yeah. to be boiled. You said, boiled. I could air fry it. You, said I, you said I could air fry it. And actually, no condiments. Actually, air fry it, but no condiments. No God, ketchup. You see, you're, changing, you're changing the rules now because you're scared. You think, I can, you think I can do it. That's okay. why you're worried. All right. No, no. I don't think you can do it. Okay. So if I can boil them. Actually. You can't do it. You, you can't do it at the end of an, a prep though because can, everyone can eat everything. If I can boil them, that means I can mash them and add butter. I can crush that easy. Oh, why would you add butter to it? You're because if it tastes better, I'll eat it all day long. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna. I mean, you're, yeah, you're really your best way to do it would be to cook all 200 ounces yeah. with butter and then just have a massive bowl and kind of just graze on it all day. Yeah, yeah. You just like every you know, couple minutes, take a couple bites. Or, or it might work if you cook different meals. That way you don't get bored. Like one of like, Yeah, but hang on, hang on. You still got to have your at least six ounces of meat with <laughs> no, each you meal. You didn't say that. Now Wait, no, hang on. No, 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 because no, 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 because you, someone asked, the previous question was what, what carb source would you use for bodybuilding? You're not going to just eat a kilo of fucking potato. Okay. But if I'm, but if, but if I'm doing Patrick tours method, I only need like two ounces of protein because I'm eating four ounces. <laughs> All right, we'll go with Justin. Just, all right, we'll go with Justin's method. Justin's method is four ounces of protein, yeah, plus two hundred grams of carbs per meal, five times, right? Okay, so wait a minute. Let's do the math here. So a thousand grams of carbs is four thousand calories, yeah, and, and then it's about thirty. How much, it's, how about much, th- it's about I'm, thirty. 
30 grams of protein, 30 in four pro- ounces. protein per meal. Yeah. So 30 times six is 180 grams. Let's just say 200 grams of protein. Yeah. It's not, very, it's not four, very much. That's 800. So 4,800 calories. I could, and then yeah. add the butter. I could put away 400, 4,800 calories in a day, like fucking in my sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all from potato. Yeah. But so. I'm going to cook the potato in various methods. Mashed potatoes, air, air fried potatoes. <laughs> this is where you're going to pull out all of your appliances that you've got yeah. stashed away in your cupboards, right? <laughs> all the different them. ones. <laughs> okay, back to the question though. Originally, rice. Honestly, you guys are both rice. I'm pasta. I take pasta. This is because we're for we're growth, not dieting. So, yeah, jasmine rice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, rice. Would you rather have to wear two wet socks the whole day? Or go the whole day with a popcorn kernel stuck in your teeth. Popcorn kernel. <laughs> that, that 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 gets fucking. Depends. Annoying, it depends man. where in my teeth. Like if it's back here, it drives me nuts. Yeah, wet yeah. socks all day though. That's fucking gross, man. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're gonna have like some athlete's foot after that. It's gonna be. Yeah. Gonna I go with the I go with the kernel too. Yeah. All right, that's all of them, guys. And we've been on for about two hours. So, is there any on there that you guys saw that you wanted to answer at all? I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't Fuck. see. Him James. James just put up a photo. He looks fucking great. He looks awesome. Put it up. Put it up. Show us. One second. Let me find it. Uh, Boston got canceled. Yeah. Oh, I want to answer that because a whole bunch of people have been messaging me about that. Uh, first of all, I don't even know if I'm gonna compete. I. I, I mean, I'm training like I'm gonna compete, but you know, I'm gonna make the decision when I'm three or four weeks out. But I also decided to do Chicago anyways because Chicago is within driving distance of me. So it didn't bother me that Boston was canceled because I, I figured Chicago is I'm going to tell you the odds I think of Chicago happening are 40% at best. I know. That's what I think too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what though? It's not a bad thing. Oh, it, by the way, if you do Chicago, I'm going to come up for it. That'd be great, man. It'd be awesome. We could do yeah. a live. Do you live in Texas? Yeah. yeah. Ben does. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't think Chicago's going to be done. But you know what? I, I talked to uh, I talked to a friend, and he was you know I was talking about getting better again, and he's like, "Look, you probably entered the prep without having really an off season because I just was off. I wasn't really training." Yeah. And he's like, "You probably make better progress if you if they can't they cancel the show, you're going to be lean anyway, so your body be more primed for growth." So if you See, take, if you take, well, I didn't say you were wrong. <laughs> so if I, he said, if you take four or five months and then do the spring shows, you probably have all your size back. So it won't be the end of the world if they cancel Chicago. I'll just have to re-figure everything out. Anyway, this is, this is James looking like a fucking assassin. Yeah, look at, this, awesome. look at this rear delt. This is fucked. Yeah. Triceps popping. Yeah. Testicle. What do you think he trained today? What, do you, what would your guess be? Delts, chat like a push day. Oh, well, I guess yeah. he doesn't do that shit anymore now that he's with Patrick. So yeah, I'm gonna say like a shoulders and triceps. Yeah, it looks like the blood's all right here. Yeah, yeah. Look at the fucking side the of the sweep. leg, though. Hey, eh? holy shit! This this fucking sweep here is. I don't think people realize how hard this is to get. People always talk about sweep from the mm. side, like when you're looking at somebody straight on, they look at the sweep of the lateralis and how it bows outwards, but. When you turn a leg to the side, this is how you know somebody has a lot of fucking mass because you can have a wider leg from the front and still this could be straight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The fact that this fucking pops off his hip like this is crazy. It's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good for you, James. Good good. job, buddy. It's very good. Well, see, I think he's nine weeks, right? 
eight or nine weeks out. He's doing that show in Spain. Spain, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, Spain. Eight, I think it's eight weeks because eight Big man. Yeah, I think I got I got nine weeks till Chicago. Are you thinking about Chicago, Ian? No, not at all. You do something. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> You're like I'm not talking about anything anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about everything. I mean, I'm, I might do New York. I mean, I might do fucking nothing. I, I'm not really sure yet. I mean, I'm, you know, I need to kind of kind of see how things go over the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I, I want to do the Olympia this year, 100. percent But um, but I also need to be in the right headspace to even enjoy that experience. So. Mm. Are you doing any cheat meals right now? No. Jesus Christ, you guys are. I mean, I, ha- I ate after the show. I mean, I went out and ate Saturday night. What'd you uh, eat? What'd you uh, eat? What'd you eat? Well, I went to Hunter's Airbnb with like him and his family right after the show. Okay. Um, and had some, they had some pizza there and just drank some fucking, you know, champagne or some shit. Yeah. Uh, and then I went with Whitman, with Will Whitman and his girlfriend. We went to some fucking wing place and I had some wings. Um, and then I stayed up because I uh, that was like we didn't leave that place till like two thirty, and I had a flight at seven a.m. So I had to be at the airport for five. So I just stayed up. I went and found like a twenty-four hour subway. I got subway and just went straight to the airport. And I slept in the airport for like forty-five minutes, and then got on my plane. Then I didn't eat until I get home. <laughs> and then I went right back on diet. Is it weird celebrating with the winner when you're disappointed in yourself? No, no because not because of him, but just because of your own mental state. No, no. It, it didn't feel weird to me. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, everyone was cool. I mean, it was, it was, it was a, it was a good atmosphere, honestly. And I mean, yeah. it didn't, I didn't feel any like bad feelings towards Hunter. Um, yeah, of course. In any sense, you know, I, I felt bad feelings towards myself and, and being, I mean, it was like, I was kind of there alone. So it was like, I'm like, okay, I can either go there and enjoy this and, you know, help, you know, celebrate with him and kind of enjoy meet his dad, meet the, his friends and his family and stuff. Um, you know, or I can sit in my hotel room by myself like a sad fucking loser, you know? So I'm happy I went out for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's not yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know if I should say this. I don't want to, because Hunter's a good, a good friend. I don't like, it's not like Hunter beat you and I don't want to be insulting, but it was more like you beat yourself because you weren't how, do you know what I mean? So it's a different yeah, I mean, vibe to look, it. Look. Yeah, obviously, if I was 100%, would that have been a very, very different show? Obviously. Um, but Hunter did beat me that day, just like John beat me that day in Toronto. Just like, you know, it's like, if it's if, if Sands could, should, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, I and that is really the biggest, the biggest motivating factor I have right now is like, uh, you know, more than the Olympia, more than anything for me to get back on stage is just to prove to myself that that is not me, you know? Mm to get back on stage and be like, and like I said at the beginning, like prove that I am the bodybuilder that I know I am and that Patrick knows I am and that Melissa knows I am and that, you know, Chris and everyone, you know, in my close circle that sees me every day knows I am and knows that I'm capable of being. Um, And I think that's really my like truest driving factor is to really like, just to prove it to myself that, that, that I am that, you know? So, you know, if I, if I do get back on stage, I mean, that's going to be my, my definitely my primary motivating factor for sure. Yeah. You know, that's what I like about the bodybuilding community. The guy who's second place and the guy who's first place can go have a fucking drink and a, and a fucking a bite to eat together. And it's totally cool. Yeah. I've I done mean, that a few, I've done that a few times. No, there was no animosity whatsoever. I mean, I was the first guy there. I gave him, I mean, you can see those cool pictures. I gave him a hug right there and said that it was well-deserved and said that he looked great and congratulations. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and then I'll, you know, hopefully see him at the Olympia. And I mean, it was, it, there's no animosity whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, obviously there's certain guys I wouldn't like to lose to. I mean, there's some bodybuilders I just generally don't really like. Um, and, but Hunter isn't, isn't one of them. So, I mean, it, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like, fuck this guy. I felt more like, fuck myself. Why the, what the fuck did I do? You know? No, I just, I think it's funny because with all the drama that everybody's always trying to create in this sport, it's actually a lot more lighthearted than people want to sure. make it, make it seem right. Like all of us are pretty good friends. All of us are, have a, a lot of respect for each other. And I think people are always trying to cause this, like, well, he said this and he did that and blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, you guys are having a fucking drink and a bite to eat afterwards. And yeah. it's like, I, it just makes me happy that that's the way things are, you know? So yeah. anyway, Ben, can you say something? No, no, no. I was, no, I was going to say, I think it, that's what I witnessed certainly with Luke, like when we were in Tampa Ian, and Indy and everyone was, so it seems, I don't know whether it's just more like the open class like that. It seems that's the feeling I get. Yeah. Seems like I think the open class is for like that. And I think some of the women's like women's fitness, I know they're all fucking super friendly. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's kind of like a clicky thing because they're kind of a little different than the rest of us. Um, you know, I know there's a, some classes that are like that, um, but I, I know a lot of them are, are not for sure. I mean, you know, I, I, I know into the like men's physique bikini, you know, even classic, they're not, it's not nearly as kind of tight knit as, as some of the bodybuilders are. Yeah. But the thing is, I think it's like, there's so few bodybuilders that like do this, especially at this level. We kind of all do the same shows week after week, like time after time together. And you kind of start to build these relationships, you know? And it's like at that, at some point, like there's not really any secrets. Like if I show up to a show, I kind of know, everyone kind of knows where they stand. People know, you know, I mean, there's not like any animosity against any other bodybuilder. It's like, you're there. Like you said, I, I beat myself, you know, more than anything in that show. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, 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 the onus was on me. It wasn't anything against anybody else. I think, you know, it's, it's still all, there's still all friendly relationships there, you know? Yeah. Okay. I got to ask you guys one more uh, completely off topic question before we go, because I, I just remembered, I keep seeing it week after week after week and I haven't answered it yet. So what do you guys think of glucose disposal agents? Are they worth it? Are they not worth it? Do you guys use them? That's all. I just need to know because this question just, it just keeps coming up every week and we haven't answered it. So, I, I use them mostly like if I'm doing like a high carb day where I'm like eating over seven, 800 grams of carbs, or if I'm like carb loading before show, I utilize them. I mean, I, am I getting like the effect like you're getting from insulin? No. Do I find that my energy levels stay a little more stable when I'm eating that much carbs and I don't find I'm like, so like slugged down from it. Um, I find I definitely handle them a little better. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I notice from it for sure. So, I mean, I, I mean, and even if it is like an, extra 3% of getting those carbs in there and, you know, helping them shuttle and, and kind of stabilizing that blood sugar. It's like, wh why not? I mean, it's like, you might as yeah. well fucking use it, you know? Ben, feel the same way? Yeah, I agree. I think past uh, a certain carb intake, you know, I think if you're eating two, 300 grams of carbs, yeah. what, like your body's you're, you're perfectly capable. More than yeah. Uh, your body's perfectly capable of handling that, that kind of food on its own. Um, I think that they are useful, like Ian said, when they're utilized in a high environment, but they're probably not worth adding to your daily stack. No. If you, you can spend that money better on a different health supplement. Yeah. I've never used one in my life, to be honest with you. Really? Never? I've never like fucking... Even like ALA? Nothing. Wait till he comes out with a hostile glucose no, disposal I, agent. I probably won't. Like, I swear to God, I, I swear to old God. school using like vanadyl sulfate when no, you started no. out. <laughs> Listen, if I ever needed... But everyone took that in like 04. You if know? I ever needed to shuttle carbs, I just use insulin. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never... And you know what? Most... 
I, I never did thousand gram carb days, you know, like my carbs are usually three, 400 grams and you carb up for a show. If I'm, if I've, if I've dieted properly, I don't eat a lot of carbs to carb up. Yeah. Really? If, yeah. No, I like when I, when I won Orlando, I think the Thursday, Friday, I was like, like 250, 300 grams. Shit, I did Milos's carb up. Milos's carb up, he had me eat 800, 1800 grams of carbs three days consecutively. Yeah. I never depleted. Like I was never flat. So there was no need to fucking push carbs that hard. I did, but, eight, I did eight on the Thursday, six on the Friday before. This. Your, meta- your metabolism is a lot faster than mine, though, Ian. Like I don't, I don't, but um, no, I've just never, I've never used one. And it's like you said, like I already take enough supplements. I'm like, I don't need to add another one that I don't think is going to work anyways. It's like, I just don't, I just don't. And hostile, I mean, probably, some- hostile probably won't make one to be honest with you. I probably, but that's what I mean. If someone's got forty, fifty dollars a month, yeah, spare, and they're considering buying a GDA, I think put it into something else. What I, I mean, there are people, other more effective supplements. What I notice people are doing is that they're not using them the way you guys are talking about. Though they're not like, well, I'm on a eight hundred grams of clean carbs today, so I'm going to take some a GDA today to help you know digest those carbs. What they're doing is they're eating yeah. a fucking pizza. And before yeah. they eat the, before they eat the pizza, they're popping a fucking GDA, and they're like, "All right, everything went to where it was supposed to go." Yeah, I'd say what they're better off doing taking like a good, complete digestive supplement enzyme before they eat that pizza. No, it's <laughs> two hundred micrograms of T three, and it's all good. It's all done. <laughs> Don't say that. Someone's gonna do it. No, but I'm kidding. And in all honesty, though, is the GDA help on a cheat meal, or is that not? It doesn't work like that. No. So it's mainly just to help you shuttle like clean carbs if you're doing that kind of high carb. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're eating a big cheat meal, it's probably going to be a high percentage carb meal. So like, might it help get those in there a little more effectively like a clean carb meal? Sure. I don't know. Um, but I mean, it's like... I'll say... Uh, yeah, I mean... Go ahead. I was, I'll say this. If I was eating like a massive pizza, I'd rather take a GDA than insulin. Right. If you had to, if you said you have to take one of these because the GDA is gonna allow the muscle cell to uptake more carbs. Right. Wait a minute. The insulin is gonna. Take, I wouldn't take insulin before pizza. I just want to make that clear. No, 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 no. I know what I'm saying is some like for instance, right? Because I'm yeah. I'm just talking about how they do. They achieve the same result, but in a different it's manner. In, insulin will force whatever is in the blood into right. It will transport directly and aggressively and when you're eating, say, a cheat meal, that's you don't want to be doing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas a GDA is gonna allow the cells to be, they're gonna peripherate a bit easier, right? It's gonna allow the movement to occur with your own insulin production that suits the meal that you've just eaten. Does that make sense? Okay. So basically, the answer I'm getting from you both is, it's a luxury. It's a, it's a, it's a well. Just tell me if I'm wrong. It's a luxury item. Yes. And if you have the money it could be worth it. If you don't have the money or if you're on a budget, you'd use your, use the money for something else. Yeah. And I mean, and people need to like realize too, it's like your natural system and insulin release and everything can handle a shitload more than people think. If you're eating like, you know, we said three, four 500 grams of carbs for most people, you don't need a GDA. Okay. Yeah. Like you can probably handle that. I mean, for sure you can handle that. Um, so, I mean, it's not until you're getting in like the super crazy levels of carbs that I think it's really going to come into a, into an important role, you know? Okay. So like, I know for a fact, there's people that take it like every single day with every single meal, which is just like yeah. completely counterintuitive, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. That's uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Cool. So thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, of course. I, I might be relocated next week. What do you mean? Your wife's kicking you out? <laughs> I'm in. I'm in Florida. Oh, that's right. I'm still available, but I'll be. I maybe don't know I'll, where I'll. Maybe I'll just or... Maybe I'll just cut you out next week. Well, you got rid of James. You already got rid of James. So James is out. Ian's in. Then next week, I don't see what you're doing here. Racist, because we're English. You're just fucking us all off. No, it's because you're Chinese. <laughs> That's a fair point. All right, guys. We'll talk soon. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Thank cool. you. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.